raise a glass to freedom Something they can never take away No matter what they tell you Raise a glass to the four of us Tomorrow there'll be more of us Telling the story of tonight We'll tell the story of tonight Raise a glass to freedom Something they can never take away No matter what they tell you Let's have another round tonight Raise a glass to the four of us Tomorrow there'll be more of us Telling the story of tonight Let's have another round tonight They'll tell the story of tonight Raise a glass to freedom They'll tell the story of tonight Raise a glass to freedom They'll tell the story of tonight All right. Hey, now, now that is the House Simp sees it. Tip of the hat to Hamilton, which uh, closed its legendary run with its original cast this past week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did a very cool thing. They allowed anyone, because, you know, if you know anything about the show, it's impossible to get tickets to, especially while this guy was finishing his run. It just became more expensive to go to Yeah, he to wrote this the show. The He's starring as Hamilton in the show yeah. called Hamilton. Yeah, name's uh, 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 Lynn Emanuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, and he is a very talented dude. Uh, and he is moving on to bigger and better things. But they uh, did a live like broadcast of the final curtain call so that anyone that had a social media account could tune in, mm. which is pretty cool. That uh, so, yeah, that allowed everyone to at least see the the curtain call for his final performance. You know, and he, they went out and did a little joking around and stuff. Had a lot of views because it's Hampton. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, this is how Simp sees it. Uh, also, how J Rod sees it. Ha <laughs> 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 Oh man, uh, we are joking around a little bit here today, though. Uh, but what we're not joking about uh, is that that guy is the co-host with the most mr j rod hello again everybody and uh we are here to talk about movies that's exactly what we are gonna do amongst movies. other things yeah uh so anyways uh we have movie reviews this week for the secret life of pets uh we also have a review for mike and dave get wedding dates and then j rod's got a review for uh swiss army man yes uh, which uh, i'm looking forward to hearing because i did not Get a chance to uh, partake. Uh, and, of course, we have lots of other things coming All up. All in due time. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a good show. It's a weird Tuesday edition, which uh, maybe our voices sound different on Tuesdays. I don't know. I'm a little uh, sluggish because we had uh, my brother had his birthday dinner. Today is not his birthday, but uh, we, we celebrated in family style and dinner tonight. And did you? Uh, I had so much fucking sugar with dinner. I'm just so sluggish. Did you fill your belly with goat meat? <laughs> no, it was sh- crab stuffed shrimp. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's what I had. I like those. You know what I had? Mm. Not not that, <laughs> uh, and nothing else matters. So, uh, what did I have? Shit, it wasn't uh, wasn't too remarkable. If I'm <laughs> Obviously, not, uh, yeah. No, it was uh, homemade pad thai. So, oh, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Not too bad, you know. But anyways, we're not here to talk about pad thai, but uh, we are here to say that things are a little different on a Tuesday than a Sunday. Isn't that weird how that works? It is. 
but uh, but it's it's one hundred percent true. Uh, yeah. Because we're like, okay, let's do this. All right, we got to write this down. Okay, we're doing that. Great, let's get let's go. We can start it a bit more timely manner. <laughs> yeah, too. everything moves very quickly and and according to schedule. Whereas Sundays we're a little more lackadaisical with it, I suppose, because yeah. it's Sunday, whatever. But uh, we've had the hustle and bustle of a standard Tuesday under our belts, and we are now ready to talk of some things. The way this show works, uh, if you are new to the show, first off, we'd like to say, hey, now, welcome. And uh, we don't know how you found us, but we're glad that you got here. Uh, normally, I usually do a spiel about uh, what our qualifications are to talk about movies, but I've started to uh, dial that back now because I don't want to do it every show for the people that do listen. They already know. They're like, we get it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. So let's just say we are qualified by being awarded degrees by uh, higher institutes of intelligence to talk about the movies and entertainment. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can sum it up with that. Uh, we went to ISU here in the not-so-great state of Illinois. Boy, it's an <laughs> annoying place sometimes. Yeah, well, it, it, hey, is. it is. California turned it around. If they can do it, so can anybody. If California can do it, uh, so can anybody. That's a bumper sticker, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is now. Patent pending, folks. Yeah. Patent pending. Uh, but also, too, at the start of the show, in addition to our uh, original listeners or our new listeners, we'd like to thank uh, any listeners who might be returning. And we'd like to give those guys currently, but this will be fixed next week, a double hey now. Hey now. Hey now. That's twice just for you guys because you're good for coming back. And then uh, what I, I never like to cut this out because I do like to give anybody who listens uh, their there do uh thank you uh for listening and listening into the show uh we have a few that go back with us uh since we started this uh, shindig uh, Forever. yeah basically that's right if you go <laughs> to uh the itunes it says number like 90 something on there yeah uh, some of those are uh like companion two, pieces yeah. or part twos or spoiler stuffs and whatnots but it is 90 something yeah I think, overall I think the, we hit 91 yeah, we're getting close to 100 actual shows and when we say 100 shows you go well that's no big deal but it's actually 100 weeks of recording yeah so not in a row yeah but, yeah uh but mostly in a row because we got really serious uh, mostly we, yeah what we called our season two kickoff and if you want to know the exact moment we got serious, and there was a format change. It was on the Nightcrawler review uh, yeah. with Jake Gyllenhaal. So if you want to know exactly what your, where we came up with this shit, that was the episode <laughs> right there. It's old. We probably Yeah, didn't. and if you go before that, Godspeed. Yeah, I don't well, know what you're going to find. We didn't know what we were doing right there. So uh, if you, it, it's a good spot to jump on. Once. Almost a whole year yeah. before we fi- figured it out. Yeah. Or at least settled well, in, we, not figured it out. We but took some time in. off during that year too, we which we we spent some hours thinking of the proper formats and stuff, and then just kind of going with it. And then we kind of wandered for a little while, but uh, stayed on point at least. Uh, but now at least we have a system down, and that system is Mr. J Rod over here, being the nice guy that he is. He breaks everything up into chapters for you all. So if you want to get right into the reviews, you can. We also have a weekly uh, update section where we go over all the goings-on in the entertainment industry and the World Wide Web. Plus, we have a trailer section uh, and a TV section, but it's going to be pretty barren uh, this week because... Ooh, I like that. Do that one more time. I like that. I can't do it twice. That's it? I'm not your dancing monkey. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You got to get one of those, though. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. We shall call him Mojo Jojo. Yeah, I like that. Powerpuff Girls, baby. Uh, you know, I never watched. Oh, it's so good. I noticed the uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. They're uh, coming back with quite a fury. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they it, never actually really went away. Really? Yeah. They, 
Did, weren't they gone off TV for Well, a bit? the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were not the same. Like, it's always been Power Rangers, but... Oh, they just go through different yeah. ones and such. Yeah. Some of their pops are worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the White Ranger, because apparently it was only out for a certain amount of time. Yeah, White Ranger, too, is was a, a happening, because it was a product of that movie, I think, wasn't yeah, it? I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't down with the Power Rangers. Yeah. I did. I, maybe I mentioned on the podcast. If I didn't, I'll tell you all now. But uh, the, a, a few podcasts ago, I was I was uh, like, "Wow, they landed Brian Cranston. That's a pretty big deal." Uh, mm. And I was like, "That's uh, that's weird." And then it comes back to find out that he was the voice in a lot of the random characters of the Power Rangers in you the nineties. I think we did talk about that because yeah. I mentioned how that made sense because it was a Fox and he was already on Fox yeah. at the time. And he so. was a he was a character actor going to work and doing his thing and uh, working plentifully before uh, becoming Hey, that's good man. money. That's it good, is. honest work. Great money. Uh, indeed it is. So, uh, yeah, but that's all split up into sections so you can jump around. Uh, reviews this week include The Secret Life of Pets, Mike and Dave Get Wedding Dates and Swiss Army Man. Welcome back for our new viewers. We, too, are educated in ways to talk about film and we have a mascot. Mm. One of the best in the business, folks. He is hard asleep right now, working hard for the podcast, as uh, we like to say. His name is Dapper Dobby, and he is uh, one of the best in the business. Uh, he, he he has been with us for every show, and uh, that might that might uh, I don't know if that'll happen uh, on the uh, the next uh, live cast. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, I'm going to get into that in just a second when we do uh, a quick announcement at the top of the update here. But uh, yeah, it might be one episode where he is uh, forced to not partake. Which is a bummer. That won't be a bummer. Yeah. But, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. It was a good run. It was. Uh, but he'll he'll be back strong for that next episode. Even and, Ali wasn't perfect. That's right. Uh, but he thought he was. And we will... Uh, <laughs> I, use... I meant in record. <laughs> in his fighting record. That's right. And we will use that to go ahead and segue nicely into the weekly update. Boy, we got some fun stuff to talk about. Still, always feel like I'm playing like Final Fantasy, and I'm like traveling through like a uh, like a warp or something, and I'm going to like or it's like a load screen, and I'm like waiting to come up. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, it's kind of what it sounds like to me. When I would like I, to point uh, out the cat is trying to climb back into my bag again. She she likes the spot apparently. She does, yeah. yeah, he took a picture, and I thought it was uh, amusing. <laughs> uh, and and I like that picture too. Oh well. yeah, did yeah. she? Yeah, she did. So uh, this is the weekly update, and there are things to be talked about. And let's just go ahead and talk about with the craze that's taken back over the world. I guess Pokemon launched its uh, its Go game uh, for phones, and apparently um, it's killing people. Well, <laughs> we'll get there. It's doing all kinds of things. Um, so I have some things to say about this whole thing. Uh, this is not going to land on uh, me particularly because Pokemans were uh, a little past my time. Um, uh, me as well, actually. It was just after. Yeah, when I when I had grown uh, the Pokemon craze, I, I was not interested in a Pokemon. If I was about three years younger, I probably would have been interested in a Pokemon. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. My brother is. I'm not. So, And he is younger than me. Yeah. So I don't really understand... Uh, I mean, I understand what the game is, but I don't. I don't. I guess I just I misunderstood uh, the lack of hysteria that uh, it, this game creates. Uh, apparently, the Pokemon power is large because it has ensnared 
a lot of people. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, because you remember they had the, like the magic style card game for yes, Pokemon as that's well. That's about the only thing I remember other than the Nintendo games and there was a Nickelodeon yeah. cartoon or mm. something. Well, it was an anime cartoon. Imported so, from Japan? Or yeah, something. it was uh, on Cartoon Network oh, most of the time, was. I think. Okay. Um, but it was it was found various places yeah. on the on the uh, television uh, channels. But um, the, the thing about this game is it's actually the whole idea of it is that you are like the actual people in the cartoon traveling the world finding these characters digitally of course but, yes but uh so it, it's kind of like a live action role play if you really want to yes think and, about it that way uh here is what i want to go ahead and give them their kudos to um when i was a kid uh even until most of the time as an adult when i wanted to play a video game i would plop down in a chair and i'd play that video game yeah. And people would say, hey, well, he's not getting out. And, hey, he's just playing a video game. And, hey, his brain's going to melt away and all this other stuff. But uh, with this game, I have never seen such a movement up and outwardly active uh, to play this game. And to play this game, it's not like you can just run around your living room and go, oh, there's a fucking, I don't know, Chamberlain There's a fucking Pikachu Palm. And there's a fucking Jikapagoo. I'm well, making these you, names you almost, up. But... No, you, all, you almost had two of them. The first two were, were kind of close. Well, I, I'm just making sounds. Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to find all of them in your living room. So the idea is you pull them up. And you pull them up on your phone, and it has a like a geo map. Yeah, well, there was a, a thing a couple of years ago uh, known as geocaching. Yes, it's similar to it that, is, yes. where you go it's based to, on that. Yeah. yeah, you go to the spots, uh, and you find the you, digital you, GPS locator drop off. Yeah, and here you find the uh, the digital Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, here's what, uh, and, and again, that's great. It's getting people out. I've even seen new people meeting and becoming friends over searching for these Pokemans. Uh, I see people out and about going all along the riverfront, and you say, what are you guys doing? They're like, look for Pokemans. Like, I'm fucking crazy. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? Yeah, uh, I was driving to work, and where I work, there's a giant circle drive around the parking lot. Um, and so I, as I was pulling in, someone was driving in that circle and just as about, I'm about to merge, they slam on their brakes and back up and put on their hazards and like come to a screeching halt and pull out their phones. It's like, what in the fuck are they doing? And the person I was driving with was like, Pokemon go. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's not, that's it, not going to cause any yeah. problems. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Cause don't think it hasn't. Uh, every game is not perfect. Um, so while you go to these places and then you do the thing. You get rewarded and you find these Pokemans that you, uh, I would imagine, know. Uh, there is also what's called uh, gems, which are guarded. Uh, not gems as in like diamonds, but gems as in like, hey, this is our gem. And, place I mean, to work I, out. Yeah, and we are going to uh, guard this place. And if you want to come get in, then you got to do some Pokemon stuff or whatever. And somebody had placed one on the Westboro Baptist Church <laughs> and called it uh, Love equals love or something like that or whatever just to be good at least it wasn't negative and uh, the westboro baptist is pissed about it 
They're they're not they're not having it. Why are they? But, uh, because they're talking about love, and they don't, oh, they don't like love. They they're weird they're not, over there. The yeah. Westboro Baptist. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what that reminds me of. That uh, movie Red State by Kevin Smith. That's what it, it was based on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, it's a real thing, and it's not cool. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> all right, take then. that for what it's worth. But uh, no, there. And so you say, okay, that all sounds really good, and. That's uh, created some really funny internet memes as well. Uh, there was one with uh, Buffalo Bill, and it's like, I've got some Pokemons in the basement. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's not what he said. It puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah, I was puts like, the Pokemon pretty... on its skin, yeah, and then like, it puts it in the basket. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, it's not all of marshmallows and rainbows, I guess. It's sunshine, uh, lollipops, yeah, and it's rainbows not because everywhere. while you're out there searching for your Pokemans, <laughs> uh, the companies is uh, searching through your phones, and you have given them permission. By agreeing, and some people have been robbed blind because they have blindly agreed to things and have their... Basically, if you are a, a person that doesn't pay much attention to the security on your phone, uh, when you agree to certain things, bad people can get in and mm-hmm. uh, take your shit, like your well, account just, numbers. Yeah, and uh, not just that, like they can randomly charge you money oh, yeah. for, for being a participant as well. Oh, so. yeah. It's it's crazy what yes. they can do. To and download the game is free. It is. Uh, but if somebody gets in and gets your shit, uh, it's bad. And it has happened. And you say, well... Yeah, I guess there'd be a hiccup. Uh, well, that's not it. I got more for you. Uh, also, in addition to finding Pokemons and the good and the bad, uh, there was one lady in Wisconsin uh, that went out playing Pokemon. Didn't have a group of friends, or maybe didn't have friends. I don't know her life. Uh, <laughs> but she was out playing Pokemon, and uh, the, the, it led her right over to a dead body. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, fun for yeah, her. Yeah, my I'm understanding sure. is it's, it wasn't a clue for the murder. She just happened upon it in her travels. Yeah, she was going somewhere for the thing. It wasn't like, well, hey, look, dead body picture uh, yeah. where you put the thing or whatever. It was just in her travels to find the said spot. Uh, she stumbled upon a dead body. Uh, Stand by me style, only by herself. She would have had to go back home, get her friends, come back and say, You want to see a dead body? And then you'd have a sequel, but not then. Uh, she just did it by herself, and apparently it made national news. Also, there was a freeway pileup in one of the states, I can't remember, because some idiots were playing Pokemon and ran right the fuck on out into a highway. Uh, I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. There was a semi, like, all half turned and shit, you know, not flipped over, but it had its, like, the back of the semi was like facing forward. That's what we call a jackknife. Yeah, it was jackknifed. Pretty, pretty, pretty mm-hmm. knifed. You know, I was like, dang. Uh, so, you know, uh, and there's a, there's a list of other things too. If you want to type it in, you can find all kinds of shit that has gone wrong with the Pokemon Go. And it also had apparently a few days worth of down server. I time. would just like to give an update to that. I just clicked on a. Uh uh, article for it and it said update the story has been taken down verified sources have indicated nothing in proof to say this to the story published which one uh the car so accident the okay pileup. so there is no car accident well maybe i'm, I'm in cup, theory a couple of pa- places still was, have it up the one that was traveling virally right. at least mm-hmm. at the time yeah. okay well Good, because that's really what's the most terrifying of it of all, is you would think somebody would just walk out into a street and you have to slam on your brakes 
for no other reason than they're trying to find a fucking digital okay. Pokemon. Okay. Uh, I found an article uh, that it, it doesn't have a retraction yet, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I want to give this quote. Yeah, I don't want to give. I want to give this quote by the guy, Lamar Hickson, admitted to police that he was playing the newly released Pokemon app game known as Pokemon Go while driving. He said, "Quote shit. If you want to catch them all, you got to risk it all." So I put my car in park and started tossing the balls. <laughs> Oh, I want to meet this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, I can only imagine the Pokemon stories are going to keep coming out more and more. Uh, Oh, okay, more reading. It seems like the picture that was viral about the incident is not a picture from that incident, is what it seems like. With the truck jackknifed? Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one I saw and was like, shit. Yeah. Uh, that's bad. So I don't know. Take that story for, for you know for what it's worth for yeah. now until um, until we can prove or can either confirm or deny. That's right. But uh, for real Zingtons the third, uh, somebody's shit did get stolen uh, yeah. because you allow them access into your phone to to play it correctly. That you they have to have access to things in your phone that are going to give people. Uh, uh, access to things that you don't want if they're not uh, locked up tightly, and even if they are, sometimes uh, there's just shady people out there. So just always. Oh know. yeah, and there's uh, people who are placing Pokemon and setting oh, traps yeah. for That's people. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was people that got robbed because they're like, huh, I'm going to set up a Pokemon thing here, and then when they get there, they get robbed at gunpoint. Like yeah. that happened. Uh, yeah. So I mean, just be careful out there. Yeah, you you still exist in the real world. Don't forget that. Yeah, while you're chasing digital fictional creatures. Uh, uh, you yourself are very real and can very really be killed. Uh, well, well, as we're kind of wrapping this up, I want to throw this out there. I just found a uh, <clears throat> article titled from the Washington Post, so pretty reputable, I would say. Oh, yeah. um, don't fall for these dumb Pokemon Go hoaxes. Yeah. Uh, the Pokemon Go is a phenomenon. Naturally, this means mobile games inspired parades of people and ho- uh, to concoct hoaxes and stories of which they hope to go viral. Um, I'm trying to find which ones they're talking about. Oh, I got a music playing here that only we can hear. Um, it was neat. It was like new age. <laughs> no, the Islamic State did not take responsibility for Pokemon oh, Go. Okay, so we're talking ISIS put out uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> well, that's the hoax. Oh, I got. That's you. one of the hoaxes they're trying to guard you against. So okay. as as there's all these stories Something coming tells out, tells me something a red flag would have been raised on that one. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. on, on well, maybe end, not. I mean, you know that. Remember how creative The Wire got when they had to share yeah. uh, information. So, well, The Wire was a great show. Yeah. Uh, We'll see if Pokemon Go has the the wire caliber level writing That's going right. for it, we uh, or random folks who uh, play the Pokemon Go. But, anyways, it, it would be I would be remiss if I did not take this opportunity on this weekly episode to talk about this insane phenomena that has uh, been going on for the past week. I have so. no interest. Yeah, it's not for me. Uh, I'm like, y'all can run around. I'm, I'm gonna watch this movie, or I'm gonna play Uncharted and hear him from my couch. You know. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. I might get the uh, Dragon Ball Z PlayStation Four game. Oh yeah. Which is like a build your own character tournament, you know, save the world sort of a deal. Yeah. I saw a. Uh, I thought about. I thought about you for a second when I saw it. Just one. Yeah. Uh, then I moved on. Uh, <laughs> but, the rest uh, of my life. <laughs> but no, I was walking. And I've seen a Dragon Ball Z season one, but it was of like a newer. I have season one. It was of a newer Dragon Ball Z, though. Oh, GT? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was like the kind that we saw in the theater. 
or whatever. Uh, it was, well, yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same characters, okay. just well, older. It was like 39 episodes. Oh, for yeah. like, uh, was it bright orange? Yeah. That was Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. The yellow ones are GT. You know, I don't think it was. I'd have to go back. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a lot of episodes. Did it have the Vegeta like on the cover? Uh, it had a few things on the cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might be new packaging. Though. It wasn't just. Yeah, it probably is somewhat. Yeah, but, there's uh, a new there's a new one on airing now that's brand new called Dragon Ball Super. So oh, we'll, we'll see what that's like. Well, how about that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I had to say that about the Pokemon. I had to, uh, moving into, uh, the real world and other things, uh, in real life, Dory finding Dory, that is, is now the highest grossing movie of this year. Um, it beat out civil war for the highest tally so far. Yeah, I think that's just timing. They got to find a better slot to release. Marvel, those. they really do, uh, because uh, and that's what. Or, uh, or they're playing a game that I don't understand. Well, that's they know they're going to make money, but they could be making more money. But that's what that Martin uh, that works out at uh, Carmike was talking about when we were mm-hmm. talking about. It. He was like, they keep putting these out at the worst times, and and he explained it and he broke it down, and it was like proms and just too much school doings. Yeah, graduation. Yeah, that and- uh, that take away income, and they eventually get to it, and some of them don't, and the ones that don't just rent it or wait for it to come to netflix now yeah. because of that huge deal well you're being nice or, or they bit torrent or that yes i mean we we do know these things exist um I have yeah i've of, seen that guy in the hoodie on that commercial before yeah, every single fucking movie that's I watch. right and that's exactly how they do it too <laughs> in uh, hoodies with their arms completely outstretched i just i just like the guy that's answering the cell phone like robert de niro and cape fear just like <laughs> wildly <laughs> laughing into the cell phone like ah, yeah like as, he doesn't even say hello he just starts yeah. with like the most obnoxious laugh yeah he he just he's full into it just when he he's he's fine his phone rings he's like okay i'm gonna go ahead and answer this watch this yeah no sooner no sooner than it hits his ear does he start either like projectile vomiting or laughing hysterically i can't tell which one it's one of them and it's a freeze frame so yeah. we can we can fill in the own our own blanks there <laughs> but uh anyways uh yeah uh dory though finding dory everybody loves that dory and it's a great movie uh mm. we loved it here on the podcast too so uh get out there and see that dory uh because it's good it's good um, stuff i know uh my, my lady friend is uh has a penchant against Disney because all they fucking do is kill their moms. <laughs> well, then this one is, uh, well, let's just say that I don't think she would be able to find that issue with this. Right. So, uh, right. well, so, uh, yeah. yes, but Nemo. Hmm. Well, she didn't have to watch the first one to enjoy it the second. Oh, okay. All you know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, sure, you'll get a little bit more out of the second than the first, but not much. Mm-hmm. It works as a standalone because Pixar is brilliant like that. Uh, so. That uh, was the end of uh, Hamilton, as I mentioned earlier. I Oy. just wanted to uh, touch on that one. I think 11 total Tony Awards, uh, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, too yeah. shy of the all-time record. Yep. Uh, it ran, it, it's still running, but it ran with its uh, creator for about a year, solid, a little over. Um, it was a phenomenon for about nine to ten months of that year. Yeah, you might be able to afford tickets now. No. Really? No. Mm. No, they're still outrageous there for the new cast, and in Chicago they are outrageous even for the the road cast. Hmm. So, you you'll be able to see Hamilton reasonably in about three to five years. Is my guess. Lame. Yeah, I mean, I, when I say reasonably, I mean a couple of hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah. Like until then, they're going to be you know as much as an Xbox to get a ticket. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not front row either. That's no. just to get in the building. Can't get in the door. Yeah. So uh, and and you and you're like, no, like for reals. Type it in. Go to Ticketmaster and try <laughs> to get the ticket. You'll be like, what the yeah. fuck am I buying here? A yep. car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah, you could mm-hmm. probably buy a car. Four people wanted to go. Uh, yeah, I don't think Ticketmaster takes barters though. You'd be like, I got a Grand Am. It's, an, it's a 2004. Okay, it's got some miles, just, but that's I'll just leave purrs. it at the theater for that you. Thing purrs. I will bring the keys right up to the the will call. Uh, I'll even spring for parking. Uh, you know, I'll put it somewhere. That's nice. on me. That's you know, I got that. We'll take care of that. Uh, four tickets. That's all I need. Uh, maybe six, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> if only it worked that way. Yeah. Uh, don't try that, folks. It does not work um, at any theater. Well, I mean, it could. I don't think so. Depending on, like, if you go to a theater and say, hey, can I see your show if I give you my truck? They'll be like, yeah. Most of them will say, yes, please. No, no, no. I'm talking like a specific shitty 2003 Grand Am. Oh. Maybe, hey, you never know. Somebody might need a car. Well, I didn't say it ran. You just said it purred. I said it. <laughs> I gave him the keys. I got Hamilton tickets. He doesn't know my name. I put him under... uh, There are too many details to this to which I'm not privy, so I'm going to officially stop commenting. Hi, tickets from McCrotch. Pat McCrotch, here to pick up my tickets. Oh, you're the guy with the car. That's right. Here they are. Sucker purrs. Thanks for the tickets. He won't know until later. You're gone. Then uh, he is a poor transactioner. (laughs) You don't think that would work? No, I just don't think that's how it would go. No. I think I think it would go like that. I think. All right. Well, more power yeah. to you, bro. Well, you know, you might have to be, you might have to be, you know, you just have to own it. You can't just walk in there playing coy or nothing. You have to, you know, just walk in like, yeah, bam, grand am. It's awesome. What's yeah, up? What is it? Eddie Izzard says. Uh, Canteen. <laughs> that too. Uh, when no, you're when you're making see. a speech, it's twenty percent about what you say and eighty percent about how you look saying it. Yeah, and you'll still need to try. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, if you haven't heard the Death Star Canteen, we have mentioned it plenty times, uh, plenty times, I, plenty of times. I encourage anyone podcast. to watch any Eddie Izzard. That yeah. shit is funny, especially the Death Star Canteen. That shit will make you laugh. That's on the Circles album. <laughs> What's your name, Jeff? Jeff Veda? Jeff Veda? Your name is Jeff. <laughs> Oh, it's damn, it's funny. Uh, Vader, you, Lord Vader, I run the Death Star. What's the Death Star? <laughs> You're on the fucking Death Star. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm in canteen. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it still makes me laugh. If you want to know exactly, you can go back to the live cast for The, uh, the, the Force Awakens, yeah. where we have all kinds of fun uh, Star Wars treats in there. Uh, we'll have some more for the Rogue One, but it's apparently a little more serious. So, oh, yes, yeah, right. so we better be prepared yeah i like how they have to put a star wars story yeah like what well yeah we know well not a lot of people might though i mean us our people know no i think anyone who sees that trailer knows it's a fucking star wars well yeah i mean i would know by the sound of that alarm that keeps going that's a very lucas sounding alarm Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do that sound like a cat kind of but uh the alarm does not uh, but yeah, so, uh, anyways, uh, here's something I'm gonna say that, uh, I don't know if I'm alone on this. I don't think so, but I know there is a divide of sorts. And I've said something previously, and I have, hmm, not an issue. I just think that people need to know when a good thing has concluded. Um, you know, things, 
you just know it's time, like season six of Lost. We already uh, talked about Hamilton. Andy, Andy Dick's career, uh, <laughs> you know, other things. And uh, this Chewbacca mom has been riding this wave of things since this thing happened about a month ago mm-hmm. or so. Uh, and most of it was cool. And then I, I had a little bit of a problem with the overexposure of it all when it got into action figure mode and the, they released the amounts of money that she had actually made for, uh, I mean, not for work, but for walking and talking free advertisement for her, but there, she was getting paid in uh, other ways, but it actually translated into $497,000 worth of swag. Some mm-hmm. of it in real cash because it would go to her children's education, mm-hmm. which is all fine and dandy. Uh, you know, I made the parallel to it's strange that she gets this particular treatment for a viral video when we have homeless veterans on the street. But again, I'm not trying to make it into a thing. It just, it just irked me. But, right. na- but now it's like there's another thing that's happened. And I just, I wonder when people just don't know when to go away because. Uh, what, what she did oh, was they never fine. Do. Yeah. Uh, there was some awful shit that happened uh, in the world, uh, in our specifically our part of the world, this uh, this country, United States of America. Mm-hmm. This week, it was awful, awful. Yeah. Uh, Tough week. Yeah. And I'm not going to go through all the things, and I'm not going to go through all of it. But if you look in the news, you'll see that uh, they'll be like, "Ooh, America, <laughs> ooh, nasty place right now." Uh, so nasty, in fact, that uh, you know the Middle Eastern countries have put a warning to travel to the United States. Like, yeah. like, hey, you know what you're doing? It's fucking crazy over there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. And then they either go or they don't. So uh, this Chewbacca mom has was like, oh, I got the answer. <laughs> we oh. all need to, oh, my heart is heavy because of this, this incident in Dallas. And I'm just going to go ahead and sing a song by um, a person who's, who's treasure trove of child pornography was just found and i'm going to go ahead and heal the world and i'm going to sing a song using my voice to heal the world and she put out a little video and and she sang michael jackson's words because she she needs all of us to band together and it's like lady enough like that's tacky am i wrong um well it certainly shows lack of forethought and uh i hate to tell you well, not you specifically, but this lady, and I, I can't blame her because she has no training, probably no professional type of handlers, and no one who works in this business telling her what's okay and not okay. But when you're someone who, let's say, your job is in comedy, mm-hmm. and people think you're a funny person, it's not always the smartest thing to do something like that and have it come off as, I don't, shall we say, frivolous? Yeah, well, or or, or um, uh, without the proper heavy heart. Seemingly, the way this played, and it screamed of it, and it just reeked of it. And maybe it's only to people who are, are have been in, around, or involved with the, this business in any way. But it seemed like a desperate attempt to further uh, a wave that she had been riding. She has a fucking certified Facebook page, the same as celebrities have to get. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a a mother that tried on a, a mask and laughed. Yeah, like what is the need for a certified Facebook page and then using that to 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 sing a song? It's like you're not a singer. I can see if Rihanna was like, "Hey, shit's fucked up. 
I wrote a song. I'm going to sing it. That's fucking Rihanna. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? But, or any pop star yeah, or whatever. But here's the thing. Those pop stars realize, man, I just sing for a living, and singing a song isn't going to fix the fucking problem. It ain't going to fix a damn thing. So All that would is, be dumb for me to come out and say, I'm going to fix problems by singing a song. Yeah, and it's it, it, it just looks awful. And Well, it sounds to of, me like delusions of grandeur. Like, yes. Now that because she's gotten so much attention, it's it been put in her head that she's famous and people care what to what she has to say and maybe some do maybe i'm well it was crazy because i thought maybe that i was alone and i i looked in the comments and there was a lot of people like me who were just like just just go away like (laughs) this is weird you know what i mean like you are not a singer and you're putting out a song and that it's been viewed this many times and there was a lot of it was it was not hate it was just polite Polite to to slightly above irritated, saying, "Hey, you should go away to what the fuck is this and go the fuck away." Yeah. There was that variation, mm. and then within that, there was about a third of the group that's like, "Oh, her voice is beautiful. She's been touched by an angel, and she's just trying to spread out a small bit of joy into a horrible situation." And what's wrong with this? And it's like, oh. What's wrong with it is that she now thinks she's more important than she is, and it's not just irritating and grating on the nerves, as you were commenting to yes. but it's also diminishing the actual tragedy of the event. Yes, thank you. That's what um, I was going to say, is there was some awful shit that's happened. It ain't a time to sing a fucking song. Yeah. This, ain't we aren't, this ain't we are the world, let's hold hands and fucking whatever through song like we're not going to solve our issues here in america through song yeah it's not going to happen uh no matter what song you sing it it doesn't matter and it just it really irked me and i just wanted to take a second and talk about it i don't really have like a an answer to it she's probably going to continue like you said to milk every bit of it that she can and we'll probably end up having some weird crazy other soccer mom lifelong fans or some kind of weird shit but yeah i mean there there will always be the sect of the people that always follow her or whatever because she's a star wars chewbacca mom laughing thing viral video yeah but internet fame is so different than any other kind of fame that we've seen it is it is much more short-lived it is much more um prone to be able to be attacked well, for whatever oh yeah. reason people will turn on you so fast yeah. on that and so it, enjoy it while it lasts i get that and good on you for milking it for what it was worth but like you said you and that comes along with us being in the business but you got to know when your time is up yeah you just you, you got just and gotta if you know. don't you need to hire somebody to tell you we're done now yeah we're, we're good like yeah. we can do a thing in six months and be like, "Hey, check out what happened over yeah. the past six Here's months." Here's my and- fucking question: Why isn't she doing more Star Wars stuff? That sounds like it would be reasonable to yeah. me. Yeah, and it would it would grow her fan base that she's already built up, and maybe build her market brand. Now she's the Star Wars mom instead yeah. of the Chewbacca mom. No, she's got a voice to where she says, "You know what? I now have a certified Facebook page where if I put this out and I sing this song because I think I'm great, everybody's gonna hear my wonderful voice, and maybe I'll get a record deal." And yeah. You know what? I'll be damned if she might even get one. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I don't disagree, obviously, but I think that also speaks to the larger issue of social media. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the stance that everybody takes. The, pro, the, the real issue is this lady is obviously just a normal person and has been given this pedestal 
by no one except the people who gave her money. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's weird. Uh, I just, I do, I think it's weird. Um, but I mean, whatever it is, what it is, I suppose. Yeah. I just, that's a weird thing to do. Somebody that's not famous to put out a song that people get trending on Facebook. And the only reason that it got trending is because she has a fucking certified Facebook page. You know, there's this thing that happens, um, because we see this at least every week, sometimes every day in a week, depending on which week you're talking about. But, um, we we stop remembering that these things are happening to real people. Yeah, and, that's true. And we start, it, it, just like you can have a mob mentality of anger and violence, you can have a mob mentality of sorrow and mourning, and it becomes counterproductive. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's true. So I guess we'll see how far that'll ride out. It just, uh, I mean... I was fine with everything with the Chewbacca mom. It was mildly irritating, but when this came out, I was like, "This actually irks me." You I'm know, like, this I'm, is. And if you're, if okay, let's just talk about it from a business stance. This lady now has an online business. She is her own business. Yeah, her she face. is her own brand. Now. So yeah, and so this is just bad marketing. Like I was saying about earlier with the Star Wars stuff, do more of that. Build a fucking brand before you branch out. You know what? You want to give the world a laugh? Sing fucking a Michael Jackson song in a Yoda mask. Yeah, and there do you a go. Yoda voice. There you go. You know, rearrange the fucking way that you say the words. Mm-hmm. Oh, world heal you, master. You know, yeah. whatever the fuck. Make it legitimate. Don't try to, I don't know, it just screamed to me of just... Self vanity. Publicity. Yeah, sounds sounds like vanity. To That's me. what it sounds like. Yeah, like I think I sing real good. I think I'm just going to sing this song, and it's like you couldn't have picked. Like first off, I'm not saying that she did think these things. That's just how it plays off to me. Is what I think when I see these things. But but first off, right now is a really bad time to sing some stuff by Michael Jackson. Mm, the worst really things bad. in the world have been done with the best of intentions. Like so. I mean that is a that is a beautiful song uh written f- <laughs> for a beautiful purpose, okay? Uh <laughs> well, but let me tell you. Also written by a fucking monster of yes. a person. Now who, that's what you get to here. Yeah. You're going to come out after these horrible events happen and you're going to sing a song that was wrote by a person who just last week his his treasure trove, their words, not mine, treasure trove of child pornography was found. Yeah, well, okay, on, on his estate, there is a technicality because technically it wasn't child pornography; it was pornography with the faces of children superimposed, and thusly it was art because there were no actual naked children in the pictures. Well, that's messed up. It's even fucking creepier, if you ask me. But. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, and I just, that since that story broke, like, all of, at the time, about three days before she did this, uh, she's, it's like, wow. It's like, you didn't talk to a damn person, did you? You just yeah. woke up, did your hair, and was like, you know what? That's some awful stuff happened. I'm going to sing a song and put it on the web. I'm sorry to interrupt you at the end, but I think that's a great point to make, too, because we talk about how it's vain and and how it's self-aggrandizing and delusions of grandeur and all these things. But that's why we say that, because you obviously didn't think about this for two fucking seconds. You just thought, oh, this thing happened. I'm going to capitalize on it. Now, is those the words you thought to yourself? Probably not. No. We all think we're good people. Even Hitler thought he was a good person he sure did but uh you know you got to stop you got to think is this the right thing to do yes and And is is it actually helping anything at all because you going out there and singing a song uh no it's not 
Uh, even, I mean, I, I say that if Rihanna went out there and, and wrote a song, I'm just using that name. Any any person who is of of a particular yeah, powerful well, presence Beyonce in the had music, her song recently. Yeah, that like that level type of person mm-hmm. goes out and it's like, hey, I wrote a song, or or even even more so, Paul Simon is yeah. like, hey, I'm an old hippie and I wrote a fucking song about this shit that's been Crosby, going on. Crosby, Stills, and Nash come back. You know, though, or yeah. some kind of shit like I that. I think two of them are dead. I'm not sure. And that's what, yeah, that guy might be dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, Neil Young outlasted them all, that fucker. Yeah, they're like, who saw that coming? Neil Young's <laughs> like, I did, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the type of thing that I would go, well, shit, pa- Paul Simon just wrote a song about the violence in America. Yeah. I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. Prince did it for Baltimore. Yeah. People were like, fuck. Prince wrote a song. Maybe we should stop killing each other. Shit. <laughs> yeah. If Prince is writing songs about it, then we shouldn't be fucking doing this. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's okay. So in stark contrast to this woman, let's bring up John Oliver, who said it best. Stop killing people, you fucking assholes. Yeah. And that's all he had to say. And he thought about it really hard. And that was the perfect way to say it for him. Yeah. And then I liked his intro. Now let's watch our stupid little show. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, that that is a that was a great tribute. And I'm not I'm not going to go on and on about it, but I did have to mention it. I thought it was very tacky, and that's why I yeah. thought it was tacky. I, I obviously don't know this woman. I don't really give a shit if she wants to sing or if she doesn't. But thinking that she would have the type of uh, pull that where she could sing a song that it would make the world a better place yeah and i understand what you're saying and i understand why we started the conversation there but i think where we ended is the most important point like you obviously didn't think about this you obviously in your haste to put something out disrespected what is actually going on yeah Notice ain't nobody else singing no fucking songs yeah you know what i mean well i'm sure there are but not on the fucking internet yeah you know uh, but there is some crazy shit going on, and that's not for our show. Uh, yeah, we've it, talked about that shit too it, much uh, this year already. It, at least not yet. And if we're going to talk about that kind of shit, it's at least going to be entertainment-related, damn it. Uh, <laughs> and this is not. So uh, if you don't know what's going on in the world today, then clearly you live in a shell. Bernie and, Sanders. Uh, need to go out there and figure <laughs> some shit out uh, because there is some. Oh, uh, not literally today. Yeah. Got it. No, not a, not this actual yeah. day. Uh, there was a funny thing that was on. It was the Onion. The Onion put out an article that says uh, Bernie Sanders' speech. It was one sentence. It was like Hillary Clinton is not Donald Trump, so I wholeheartedly support Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> much it. That's his speech. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Good night. We're <laughs> <laughs> out of here, everybody. Uh, but no, that's about as political as you'll ever hear get this show, uh, or get on this show. My uh, word. See, I did and if the we do thing. get more political than that, there's usually hefty warnings. Yeah. And it, and you know what? I think we should get political and talk about political things like Yoda, where we just rearrange words and do everything else. Cause now I think we should do everything like Yoda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Finish the podcast like Yoda. Oh. I don't know how that works, but Secret sure. pets of life you're like, oh. Do you? Ah, that's the hook. Do I? You'll find out soon. He was in uh, the Blues Brothers. Frank Oz. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, Miss Piggy. Indeed. Um, never, never forget. Let's look here. Oh, this is uh, particularly fun because uh, I'm I, I'm very comfortable uh, in my manhood to say that that I love Tom Hanks. Uh, he is great, Tom Hanks, in every way. And so on my show. Our show, we, I, we, Kitty, Dobby, would like to say happy birthday 
to Tom Hanks. Hi. Because that's Tom fucking Hanks. And that's an American national treasure right there. That I man. The best thing, not the best, obviously, but the funniest thing I ever saw him do was on the Colbert Report. I don't remember why, but they were um, sending care packages to the troops, and they put in, like, uh, things that Americans love. So it was, like, apple pie and mom and puppies, and then they, like, carved ice sculptures of themselves and put them in the box. <laughs> well, I mean, America good. does love some Tom Hanks. It's pretty good. Oh, no, uh, and then there was the one where he... Um, uh, did Halloween costumes ideas, yeah. and they ended up all being from his from his movies. movies yeah. And the last one was from Saving Private Ryan. And Matt Damon came out and was like, "Tom, do I have to fucking wear this again?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some good stuff right there. But if you've not seen a Tom Hanks movie, then I don't think you're a real person. Um, I don't <laughs> that's think, probably I don't, true. I don't actually. think that you're for real. You're you an are, alien. You are an android or not of this earth because. There's not a person alive that doesn't like Tom Hanks, and if there is, I want to talk to him because you know, I just want to know. I like it really works. You know, bosom buddies, bosom buddies. That's right. Uh, that man got started playing a a, a cross dressing uh, well, person kind of, yeah. to get a good price on rent. Yeah, like, that's why he did it. He's like, I'll wear a dress and act like a lady because I want to get a good price on rent. Wasn't and supposedly people bought them as actual girls. What was the one that? <laughs> what was the one that George Clooney was on? Was it Three's Company? He was the handyman. Uh, he yeah, maybe. I know he was on Roseanne. He was, uh, but that was only like a couple episodes. He was a reoccurring character as like the hand, handyman super for an apartment building. Yeah, Roseanne was a little before, right, shortly before he got on the ER, which yeah. got him some pretty mainstream fame mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so this week uh you know i've never made my uh thoughts about this movie uh that we're going to review this next week i've never hid my thoughts about it whatsoever uh i've said that i think that uh, this ghostbusters movie that's coming up is not necessarily a good idea but uh because hollywood decided that they didn't want to listen to me and me alone they made it anyways, and I've explained on record uh, ad nauseum about uh, why I don't have any problem with the casting. I love two of the four ladies, three of them really. Uh, I, I just I want to see more of her. There's only one of those four actresses that I don't really like, and it's because she always plays stereotypical types. And never, she only has the one character. That's it, and it never branches out, which and is fine. It may not be her fault. It might, it might not be, yeah. uh, and it, and that's and that's a thing. And she does it well, and that is why she's famous, and that's why she's brought in to do those things, is because she does that well. But uh, I, I like the director a lot, and so this week I've been uh, prepping, uh, air quotes, myself for the uh, the Ghostbusters review like on Thursday. Doomsday preppers. Well, no, no, no. In Packing a, much, a bag, no, bunch of canned goods. In a much uh, better way, just watching movies, you know. <laughs> uh, but I started watching the Paul Feig movies. I checked out uh, Bridesmaids again, laughed uh, a lot, and I watched uh, The Heat yesterday and laughed quite a bit. Uh, Spy, I'm going to watch uh, here soon. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to it tonight, but I'll get to it soon. And then, of course, the first two Ghostbusters. And Oh, my uh, God. The uh, Sorry, I the, just clicked on somebody's IMDb. And Masterbinds is apparently completed. 
Really? Yeah. It's actually done? That's what it says on IMDb. It doesn't have a release date? 2016, the first quarter, which has already already come and gone. So maybe not. Actually, I think it's coming to Netflix, believe it or not. Jesus I saw a thing where I swear I think that's coming direct to Netflix. What happened? Type in Masterminds and then Netflix and just see what pops up. Finish your thought and we'll tell that story to the people who are uh, But yeah, Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. Uh, So uh, anyways, I'm getting ready for the review. And uh, I'm going to be the first to say it right on here. I am not going to go in with a closed mindset where I'm going to be like, fuck this movie. I'm going to go in and legitimately give it a chance to make me like it. I want to go in there. I want to laugh. I want to enjoy the original people in their cameos. And if they go in there and it it makes me laugh because of a good, funny script, uh, then okay. I'm good with that. If I go in there and they're just pulling off some stuff because it's a gimmick... Uh, I'm not going to be cool with that. But it seems like, uh, from what I have read so far, it seems overwhelmingly positively towards the first. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes actually it's just jumped a, up. It's at a, It was at 70 earlier, and I think it's on the rise. Patton Oswalt gave it his own glowing endorsement. He said it was fun, it was spooky, it was la- laughter-filled, and he thinks everybody's going to enjoy it and not to judge it until you go and see it for yourself. And mm-hmm. if Patton Oswalt says that, then damn it. You should do it. Yeah, you should at least give it a fair shot. Um, which is what uh, which is what I'm going to do when I go in. Uh, so I hope that it's going to be seventy eight percent with ninety two reviews. Which is not nothing. It's not nothing, but it's not a whole lot either, and it's no uh, audience member reviews. Not yet. There is a lot of uh, I've already seen it. There's a lot of what the internet is calling man babies. Who are are hating it for the now, misogynistic okay, reasons? But here's here's a, a dose of medicine. So the IMDb is at eighty ish percent, a little less. The I'm sorry, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb, however, is at two out of five stars. If they were equal, it would be four out of five stars. So there is a disconnect between the two venues. The only thing is, right now, is that fans can already rate on IMDb, mm. whereas fans cannot rate on. Okay. on and there's you're not. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is a system where you're going to have to trust the critic and go and see for yourself. Or wait until we see it, and I'll tell you as real as I can whether you will enjoy it or whether you won't, and I'll put it into two lumps of people. Will will this group of people enjoy it, and will this group of people enjoy it? But right now, no matter what, if the audience can rate it, there Mm -hmm. are people out there who are so angry and so misogynistic in their ways that they do hate it for the wrong reasons, where they're like, I don't like it because it's four women instead of four guys. I don't like it because they're changing all this stuff, and I don't like it for those reasons, and that's not the reasons what you shouldn't like this for. And those people are already going to go in with a mindset not to like it or not even go in and still rate it. And they're going to go in or they're going to leave and they're going to say, yeah, that was a man bashing movie about four ladies who hate men. And we're going to go <laughs> on and, you know, and I'm and he laughs, but it's sad and how serious I am about this yeah. because it's out there. Uh, it's already starting. And as you can see on the IMDb, I would imagine almost everyone who put a low number has either not seen it yet or has seen it in the in the test phases 
and was already uh, territorial about uh, being a man and having the genders flopped. Where I could give a good shit. I don't care if it's four ladies, four dudes, four aliens, Dobby, the cat, you, Anna, the fucking posters on my wall. I don't give a shit. If the script is shitty, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, my, If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. My thing, especially with comedies, because I think most people who listen to our show regularly will know I'm tougher on comedies. Well, I think we all are. Yeah, but here's my problem, and here's mostly why. Uh, the, the characters tend to be much more one-dimensional, meaning that they don't change much. They are who they're presented to be. They're very stereotypical, right? Uh-huh. Based on what I've seen, the couple trailers and whatnot, these characters seem really fucking thin. Yes, they do. And that's why I hope that I am wrong. Because what I don't want to happen, or what I do want to happen, is I want to go in there and I want to go, yes, this was a really good movie. The man that made those trailers needs to be shot out of a cannon (laughs) to the moon. Uh, We've had that go both ways, too. Yeah, Or I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be like, oh, man, you know what? The guys that fucking made that trailer knew exactly what it was, <laughs> and they picked the best of the stuff. And uh, the guy that made this movie needs to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> no, that's not exactly true, because I do like Paul Feig a lot. Uh, I just... You see what I'm saying, though? I I just... Yeah. It's going to be... There's, there's no way around... You know, and I hate to uh, bring this into it, but um, when it comes to the pushback from the misogyny, okay, mm-hmm. I understand people are fucking haters and haters are going to fucking hate. I get it. Yeah. But if you are confident in your movie, you, I, fe- I f- just feel like the be- worst thing you could do is respond and say, you people are fucking sexist and you're misogynist. Why wouldn't you just say, which is what they did, for the most part, yeah. why wouldn't you simply say, you know what, I like my movie. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Here's what I'm going to say to this. I've said it on the podcast before. I don't remember exactly what episode, but it's going to be said now, and it's going to be said next week. So just know that uh, this is what I'm going to say on it. Okay, so Ghostbusters, it's out there. Paul Feig is going to do it. You, When you go in, you're either you're going to like it or you're not. If you go in with any preconceived ideas of the misogyny, it's not you're this is not the movie for you. So mm-hmm. you're literally going just to hate it. Yeah. Uh and there's there's just no need. Um I think that the movie will probably average out to be hopefully okay. I don't know though because uh like you said uh, and like we've said, they have gone on record, uh, both people who've made the movie uh, and people who uh, have reviewed the movie early. Uh, one of the major stars of the movie, I'm not going to get into the name calling because I'm not, has said, hey, you all need to grow up. Uh, and fans don't like to be told that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, the director called uh, called the Internet a bunch of assholes, mm-hmm. um, which is something you don't hear about. Now, I understand the people they were speaking to were fucking assholes, most likely. Yes. You know, and saying some really stupid and hateful things for no goddamn reason. Yes. I guess that. Uh, and then uh, there has been some lashing out back at them because of the of the hate and, and, and all this. And this is, this is the bottom line of it. Is this a good movie, a, a good or a great movie, uh, never 
and this is the same thing I have to say for Suicide Squad, something that I am very concerned about, uh, but I have, I think there's some parts of it that look good. But let me tell you this. Any movie that's ever been one of the all-time greats or any movie that's ever been one of even just the more, the more talked about comedies or, or dramas or whatever of the past 20 years, uh, you know, retrograded, whatever, mm-hmm. um, they didn't have to say how good they were. Yeah. They never had to say how good they were. They they put out trailers. In their trailers, um, the the initial release of the trailers before all the reviews are in, not Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like They put out their trailers. They didn't say a fucking word. Mm-hmm. Whether that movie got dogged hard or whether it was the greatest thing ever in, in, until it was Oscar season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they didn't have to. They're like, you're either going to like it or you're not. I think my movie's great. All I have to do is say it the once. Hey, I think we had a great product right at the end of shooting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, that went great. Six months spent with great people. I think we have a really good picture here. Let's some get this thing going. Some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. That's like okay. It, some are not. And you know what? I'm shutting down. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, moving on to my next thing. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's really the truth of it. So I always have a red flag raised. When, and this is not nearly as guilty of it as Suicide Squad is. No. When, and the worst part about Suicide Squad is they're mostly doing about the guy who's only in the fucking movie for like 10 minutes. Yes. That uh, doesn't speak well when you're trying no. to sell a movie on a cameo. No, that's a double red flag yeah. there. Uh, on a double cameo, too, because they keep showing Batman, and Batman's going to be even in less than Joker. Yeah, like 30 Batman's seconds. Be in it maybe like 30 seconds, a minute, maybe. Maybe we'll get, we'll say a scene. Yeah. And say four and a half minutes, but he's not going to be in it for very long. No. Uh, he's just not. So uh, I understand if you want to say, "Hey, this cameo is fucking great," but that's not what they're but, saying. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily apply that to the podcast. But we don't sit here on this podcast and go, "Hey, we're the greatest show fucking ever." You know what? We're the greatest. Thing. We don't, <laughs> we don't no. care. No. If people like us, cool. If they don't, that's their right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, and it's worked. So far, knock on wood, it's worked. Yeah. So, and that's what I'll do. I don't like that the, the, the Suicide Squad's like, yeah, we're going to be great. This is the craziest movie. Oh, it's a beast. And these are actual quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he called his movie a beast. And then on the opposite side, you have Ghostbusters now who started with the opposite effect. And then now you're getting the other effect. It's just a very strange thing. At first they were abrasive. Now they're like, oh. And I don't know if I don't I, – I, I'm really this I'm just thinking of the best way to say this. I am actually more excited about the actual process of the review for this movie than I am to actually watch the movie. Yeah. Like I, I am more excited to go in there and get to the bottom of whatever the fuck it is that people are talking about. On both sides, the people that say it's exactly. fucking great and the people that say it's fucking terrible. Exactly. I want to know where the line is. Because there is no in-between. No, there isn't. And I want to know where the line is at, what what is happening in these movies that is causing such a divide to where they're like, fuck you forever, or hey, it's not that fucking bad. Because nobody said it's great. Yeah. Uh, people I don't have know, said eighty percent's pretty good. People have said, "Hey, it's pretty good," mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Uh, and an eighty percent is pretty good. It will drop a bit. It'll yeah. go probably back down. I think it'll settle in between seventy four and seventy six percent. And I think say that's, lower seventies. That might hit seventy two, but, but yeah. I think it'll be certified fresh mm-hmm. at a lower seventy. And that's great. That's the best thing could have happened for that was to, for them to say, "Hey, watch our movies," because you know. 
as we say on this show, and it happens in real life, if you don't put out, if you see it's the week of the movie you've been looking forward to all, I don't know, year, say Suicide Squad, for mm-hmm. example. Say Suicide Squad, which this won't happen because they've already had it, but say you're so jazzed up for Suicide Squad, it's the week Suicide Squad releases. It's Tuesday. There's still no review. That's fucked up. That's weird. It's Wednesday. There's still no reviews. Hmm. That's strange. Movie comes out tomorrow. It's Thursday. Two or three reviews come out. You still go see the movie. That was bad, or that was awesome, rarely. Yeah, Uh, very. And then you see on that Friday, all the reviews hit because they didn't allow people to have the material to watch it fast enough to get a review out to hurt their opening day sales, Yeah, which is uh, a technique that has been used for a long while. Uh, but now numbers move fast on the internet, yeah, so they the used to be able to work you for. Suffer. They used to be able to work you for three days on that, and then the word of mouth got out. Hey, that movie wasn't so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, now they'll know in a, in a day or two. So now it's don't fudge with our 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 soft open and opening day numbers, uh, because you know we're yeah. not going to give you access. And I also have another negative thought in my head about this movie, and I feel bad for saying it out loud until I come to the realization that they did it to themselves. They made this movie about sexism. Mm-hmm. Without, I'm not sure if they meant to. Maybe yeah. maybe that's a plot point of the movie. We'll it find out be. this week. But now I'm one left to wonder, are people saying they like this movie so they don't get so people don't point fingers and that, say that they're sexist? That is what I wonder as well. And, um, and again, I feel bad about saying it out loud, but then I immediately say, yes, but they did it to themselves, so fuck them. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the thought process, though. Yeah. Uh, and so far, they've not... This is the first good things I've seen about the entire process of this movie. And it comes kind of out of nowhere. And it is. It's. It seems like a lot of uh, celebrity and everybody else is like, man, these guys are ripping you apart. Let me lend my voice uh, mm-hmm. to help you out. And that is why we are here, because we will tell you exactly what well, we think. Well, <laughs> the director of the movie went on Twitter or whatever it was at the time, however many months ago it was, and said, anyone who disliked this movie is a sexist asshole. Yeah, and that's rough. Yeah, like, and that's so how do you assume. as a reviewer who has either a personal or professional relationship with this guy... How can what are you supposed to do? That's the question. And like you said, also a sticky wicket. Oh, I did not like Ghostbusters at all. Clearly, you hate women. Yeah. No, it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. I hated the fucking script. I thought it was using women as a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I, you know, or whatever your reasoning may be for not liking yeah. it. The first thing people will assume: Oh, you don't like women. Yeah. You don't like. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's not the case. Uh, I really yeah, do. We don't give a fuck what people think about us here. So. No, we really <laughs> don't. Uh, but what you'll get. From from me and from J Rod about this Ghostbusters review is the most brutally honest review they'll, they'll be, and if it's funny, I promise you, I will tell you it's funny because I love funny, but I love Ghostbusters. Like yeah. if this is a if this is something that makes the franchise further or furthers the enjoyment that I get out of this franchise, then great. If they have taken something that I loved and used this franchise to try to make a point at the expense of a shitty script. I'm not going to like that. Yeah. And I hope that's what they didn't do. So uh, I'm really excited to find out. And that's what I mean by I'm more excited to actually go and get the review in than actually sit back and relax and watch a movie. Like, I'm actually debating on going in with a damn pencil and paper. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm going to be – I don't – when I go in, I I review the movies uh, and some – 
have more of my attention than others because some I have a good feeling are going to be pretty good and are on autopilot, like a Captain America. I can make a point of Easter eggs. I can store it in the brain, talk about it a little bit later. But I know overall I'm going to like that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even if it's kind of shitty, I'm still going to like doing it. doing this a long time. You know, uh, learn a few things. Yeah. Uh, so for this movie, though, I'm not. I'm going to need – I'm going to want specific – points of plot not not spoilery that i can say either was went in the way of trying to make that gimmick or went in through the way of trying to be genuinely funny and i and i am genuinely curious to know what it's going to be i I also have we're now we're getting into it a little too deep but i also have problems with this movie because i know it's a reboot but all of the characters are retools yeah. of the original characters. Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about this too. Yeah. Uh, because if, uh, fine, if you're going to do a reboot, you're going to do a reboot. If you're going to do a sequel, you're going to do a sequel. You can't have the original people that played these roles of Peter Vinkman and Ray Stance and all that that are going to come back in a reboot. You can't do that. Well, it's it's like they took those characters and put them in skirts, and that's that's not a productive storytelling avenue for women, in my opinion. No. And again, that's just me basing on what I've seen off the trailer, so I could be completely wrong. Well, the way that they've at least made it sound is it doesn't continue or further the world of the original Ghostbusters, and I I I think maybe I'm hoping maybe that's not true, but it seems to be when you say reboot. That's what comes to mind. You are redoing everything yeah. about this. Well, like you have the black character who's not a scientist who knows the streets. You have the nerdy scientist lady. That's all you, into the gadgets and creativity. Yeah, then you have the psychics phenomena. Now, I, I think this is where Melissa McCarthy and the Bill Murray characters kind of deviate. See, I thought it was the Kristen Wiig character was the Bill Murray character. I, I go the other way because Egon was a true scientist, as is she. She's a physicist. But with Bill Murray was kind of a self-professed kook, not yeah, kook, well, but quack. professed quack. scientist in general. Yeah, so he would he was into the paranormal, but he also kind of made play that it was all bullshit. So maybe there's a little different variation there, and I'm being a little too hard. But it just seems like they, like I said, took these characters, put them in skirts. Yeah. For the most part. I hope that's not true, and we will find out. I don't like the fact that Slimer has a girlfriend. I think that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> He, didn't he have a girlfriend in the cartoon? Uh, yeah, that's a part of my brain I have not looked <laughs> in for a long time right there. Like, I think for an episode he had a girlfriend. Well, he might. Uh, but, I mean, again, though, uh, we the will see. The real Ghostbusters. And while we're talking about controversial things, uh, I have a couple of more controversial things oh, for goody. you here. Here's what I want to know. Uh, it has now been announced uh, by every uh, reputable outlet that can announce it. That Netflix and HBO and HBO Go and HBO Now has made it uh, as clear as they can make it to where sharing your password will be a federal crime. And to wit, I ask, how do you enforce that? What's to say that I'm not at, well, what's to say that I'm not at your house on my phone fucking spending the night? But if a continued pattern of two IP addresses at two completely different locations are being used consistently... But if I'm at your place, I wouldn't be using your. I, w- I would be using your IP address because I would be on your yeah, network. Yeah, but if say if I share my password with somebody and we're watching it at the same time at two different locations and my password is active, uh-huh. then you know some the yeah. two passwords are being. And if you and maybe once or twice that sort of thing can happen, but a 
repetition of the pattern. Yeah. They'll get you with the pattern. But, but here's the question. Who is at fault? Is that it, is. Is, yeah. it the, is it the person who owns the I account? Think, I think or it would it fall the, upon the, the person whose account it would have to be. Wouldn't it have to be? No. Because that person isn't actually creating any infraction. Yeah. If someone was able to steal your password or you logged into someone else's device and they j- didn't log you out, then yeah. then it would have to be the person who's using it. See, wouldn't it? Yeah. Legally. So that's, that's, a, that's a sticky wicket yeah. there. It's a, it's a very... It's a very weird thing. Yeah, unless you can prove that the person whose account it is gave them the password to use illegally. Whew. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. So good luck, mm-hmm. I say. Well, apparently <laughs> they've if, uh, already went after a couple people, but I really? think I think this is going to kind of be like a Napster downloadable thing. Like, we're going to get catch a few people, make examples out of them, and then we're going to let it all simmer down. And Yeah. I, I just... Uh, uh, that was always the rumor, but it was never said. Mm-hmm. And apparently now they have said, hey, don't you fucking do that. Yeah. Now because Netflix, of course, is a billion-dollar commodity where it wasn't before, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy because Netflix started out as a little thing. Now yeah, it's... but how did they get that way? By people sharing their fucking passwords and then... True story. Evolution takes place. People get their own accounts. They move, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Uh, here is the last piece of controversial business that I will speak of for today. Okay. For now. All right. The new Star Trek. So the Trek, next thing happens. The new Star Trek. They've come out this week. Sulu apparently is gay, and he has a husband, and the husband is going to be introduced. You say, okay, neat, cool, progressive on Star Trek. Okay, okay. Uh, who played him on the show? It was George Takei. Or not, uh, yeah, it was yeah, George Takei. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and you say, well, George Takei is gay, so George Takei is going to have no problem with this. Wrong. George Takei is like, I don't think that that is, uh, I think that infects the integrity of the character because he was not written that way. That was my George Takei impression. I actually don't know that he was or wasn't. I don't know that he had any love interest during the course of the show. The, yeah, the, I, the original I, Star Trek people, if you didn't know, is, isn't that many episodes. It's no. only like 60 or 61 so. 61 episodes over three, three seasons. but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, the story I remember and love is the the fencing episode. Yeah, there's an episode where they all kind of go crazy uh, on the ship, and they were going to give George Takei a samurai sword so that he could go crazy because he he's an Asian dude, right? And he kind he went to uh, Roddenberry and was like, I don't I don't want to do that. I feel like it's kind of racist. It's late '60s, early '70s, right? So the, the 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 culture of that is in the air. So he's everyone's very sensitive to it, and so instead they gave him a, a fencing rapier. And uh, in the newer Star Treks, you'll notice he's. Uh, I need people who have combat experience. Sulu says I ha- I took fencing in college. Yes, and so there's a nice tie-in there. Well, and he actually does use the sword. He does, on, yeah. the, on the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was just surprised. Uh, George Takei says no way, and uh, a couple of the other stars stepped up. Uh, Zachary Quinto, who of course is Quinto, gay. I believe Quinto. Quinto, I believe. I've, I've been saying Quinto for years. I think you're right, though. Uh, he uh, he was like. You I have hey. a penchant for saying things wrong because so, they're funny that I way. Do. So I just want to set it straight no, for, yeah. our, for our listeners. Yeah, that one I was actually saying wrong. A lot okay. of times okay. I, I, do, I do say things wrong funny, to be funny because yeah. I like to be funny. You're like Ricky that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
it, yeah, I was stretching there. Sorry. No, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I took a stretch. I'm allowed. It's, uh, <laughs> Give it a little stretch yeah, and a uh, bend. That's right. But yeah, uh, Zachary Quinto was like, "Nah, it's cool. You need to chill." Uh, and George Takei didn't say anything. Yeah, I don't think George Takei cares too much. No, he and didn't. But he, he, I, he cared enough to make a, a statement about it. Yeah, I haven't read. Well, George Takei making a statement is him posting something on Facebook. Yeah, but this was not. This was more than that. Okay. This was an article. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I haven't read it, but an I article would, with a quip. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't I, think it was a full. I haven't thing. read it, but I would imagine his. It was somebody probably reached out through telephone saying, hey, did you hear the thing about the thing? About and it the might thing? have even taken him off guard and he didn't really have time to think about it. Yeah. So I, I imagine he was like, well, the character wasn't originally written or portrayed that way, so I don't really care for it. But I doubt he yeah. actually fucking Take cares. Take that in the context you yeah. want. But then again, Simon Pegg and uh, Zachary Quinto came up and said, nah, 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 brah. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. He needs to be gay, brah. And he was... He's like, I don't okay. see why not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably what he would say if confronted with it. But it was news, though, and uh, controversial at that. Yeah. What well, would, I mean, because everybody, would I think, would Gene have. Gene Roddenberry do. Yeah. I think everybody would have the same assumption as you did, whereas, of course, George Takei is good with it. But when he maybe even slightly comes out opposed to it in some fashion, everybody loses their fucking mind. And, maybe. And their headline says, George Takei hates that Sulu's gay or something. Maybe George Takei did it to get free press. He He's smart that way. He, he might. is yeah. cagey like that. Like yeah. he could, I don't know that he would. He's got a business mind. Because like the gay rights are a personal thing for him and yeah. have been for a very long time. A very long time, I would yeah. have a more difficult time believing that, but it is possible. Yeah, but he was not on board. Uh, and again, uh, the news, uh, it, it was newsworthy as mm-hmm. a lot of art. I mean, that was a big headline. Yeah. You know, because most people, would, like you said, would just assume. So anyways, if you want to know about that, you can check it out. Lots of articles out there on that because it made way bigger of a deal than it needed to be. Uh, it's just going to probably be one little scene, <laughs> you know. I don't, yeah. It's probably just going to be like, "This is my partner" or whatever. Blah blah blah. Call him Frank and Steve. Yeah, well, and Steve. that's the great thing about Star Trek through through the ages that they've always done those types of big public issues get turned on their head in the slightest, smallest, most insignificant ways in the show. So you don't consciously think about it, and the next time you're kind of predisposed to things being okay that way. This is just the way life is. It is. Uh, For me, life uh, for many years uh, was a certain way when I was a youngster. There was a show I used to watch on Nickelodeon quite a lot. It starred uh, Mr. Mark uh, Harmon. He was the host of a little show called Double Dare. Mark Summers. Mark Summers. Did I say, what did I say? Mark, Mark Harmon. Harmon. Oh, he's the NCIS guy. Mm-hmm. No, Mark Summers. Uh, and he hosted Double Dare. Crippling OCD. Yeah, really bad. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see a crazy video, there's a video. <laughs> this is no shit either. This is, I, I, matter of fact, if you want to, if you want to laugh, <laughs> uh, I urge you uh, all to Google this. It's very quite funny. If I would have known we were going to go there before the show, I would have had it. But there was a guest appearance that he had on uh, Leno. This was years ago where he was on uh, and he came on after Burt Reynolds. And oh, yeah. Burt Reynolds was there and apparently Burt Reynolds was in a foul fucking mood or this guy Seems did something. Seems to always be, doesn't he? This guy did something to offend Burt Reynolds and I think it had something to do with the way that he was sitting in the chair is because his back was faced towards Burt Reynolds. Mm. And so he had said something to the fact of uh, you know, I'm a very clean, 
uh, guy, I, you know, with the OCD or whatever. And he's like, well, if you're a clean guy, you, you know, how are you even sitting here if you're so OCD or whatever? And he was like, oh, hey, Bert. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you got your back to me, blah, blah, blah. And then he went into this whole thing and he ended up throwing some water on him and like, Oh no! Yeah, it was it was it wasn't as much like Burt like you could tell Burt Reynolds was really mad and couldn't be Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. like Burt Reynolds mad like if he was at his house he'd have been like fuck you, you know, <laughs> maybe even get into a duel perhaps slap somebody with a white he glove was never heard and from go again. out back and just you know uh, Alexander Hamilton the thing <laughs> uh, but uh, no it, it was just a really weird awkward thing where uh, Burt Reynolds appears to get very mad at Mark Summers because he sat. Uh, not, not all the way with his back, like three quarters turned to him. Kind of like I'm facing you right now. Yeah. Like if, if you, there was a chair next to me. Yeah. If you think the typical late night setup, you have the desk on the a viewer's right side and then the chairs on the yeah. viewer's left side. The chair's facing so outward. Ne- yeah. Well, and it's in a V. We call this facing out. Yeah. Cheating um, out on, on yeah, the cheating out stage. indeed. Um, so that it looks like they're talking to each other, but in fact, they're one's talking to one corner of the audience and the other's talking to the other corner of the yes, audience. It is an illusion for the eye. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, any, anyways, if you want to see something really crazy and awkward and weird and funny, uh, in the worst way, I mean, it's not meant to be funny, but it is funny because it's weird. Christian Bale meltdown. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> you're like, damn, Burt Reynolds, you're a weird motherfucker. And apparently it would temper one too, but, uh. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad I missed the Burt Reynolds times. Like I bet that dude did some shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he certainly did. Like that, uh, he looked like I, I saw him at the Comic Con yeah, last year. Yeah, we talked about uh, that. He looked yeah. like he had lived hard. Yeah, uh, hard. Those were some <laughs> good times, late seventies, yeah. early eighties. He looked like what were those hats too? That usually like. Uh, the- Old the pimp hats, kind of, but it was like it was a red hat. So you immediately you think, yeah, probably a pimp hat. But it was red <laughs> and it had like a really long bill, but not bigger than a fedora bill, and kind of like flat, a like cowboy hat. Not kind of, but kind of. It was a cowboy hat, but you know the cowboy hats kind of have a flap up. Like this was just mm-hmm. a straight round. Thing. I think it would still technically be a fedora. Yeah, it would just be it was a wide just a brim, big one. a wide brim yeah, fedora. Yeah, and he had that, and it was kind of half pulled down over his face with the sunglasses. And mm. then I saw him took the sunglasses <laughs> off. And like, I, sorry, it just reminded me of a great bit in, in the Burt Reynolds episode of Archer. He orders a drink called a Pimm's Cup. Oh. And when the waiter brings it to him, he's like, I thought it came in like a gold chalice or something. He's like, no, sir, that would be a pimp cup. <laughs> and he's like, actually, could I get your pimp's cup in a pimp cup? Absolutely, sir. <laughs> it's fucking Absolutely. Ho- fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, Justice League, which I already have immediate concerns about because it is going to be Zack Snyder filmed. I just wish they'd let that guy go. Yeah, uh, but he is wrapped up in apparently the whole world over there, the world, and uh, the Justice League is now said to be the most expensive movie ever made in the history of movies. I'm okay with that. Well, that shouldn't be that surprising because you know everything prices yeah. have gone up and mm-hmm. stuff to make movies, but it's like, man. You guys are really going at at it. Like you yeah. lost movie on Batman vs Superman. Like money, yeah. Like or money, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say well, they made tons of money at the box office. How did they lose money? They didn't actually lose money, but <laughs> the 
it did not make what they thought it was going to make, so they see it as lost money, yeah, potentially when, lost yeah, money. Yeah, when you budget for a movie, you estimate income based yes. on previous sales yes, and stuff. Yes, the, the, uh, the estimated uh, box office and the, the box office that they thought they were going to get was not quite the box office that they actually got. And right. while they shouldn't even be complaining because they got, like, massive box office uh it's like somewhere like number eight or nine yeah, worldwide. They didn't, they didn't get Marvel but, money, did yeah, they? Yeah, they did not get the money that they thought they were going to get. It actually felt quite a bit short. So if you're putting all this money into this movie, this Justice League better pay off, or DC better just quit it. Like, seriously. Yeah, or if they hire get, someone to lead the fucking yeah, boat. Which I think is what they're trying to do with Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns stepped down as the president of DC from the writing Mm-hmm. part like he still runs shit yeah but like he doesn't oversee the comics department anymore mm-hmm. he oversees dc as a corporation yeah. now and he's like i need to get our movies right yeah and i hope that his involvement with this new one is going to is going to right the ship because if you let Zack snyder just go and go and go his mind is going to create some weird shit that don't need to be created uh yeah and, and not reel really, that in. yeah not create a tight storyline no like, a storyline that's actually so loose that you leave with way more questions than you came in with, and mm. not in the good way. No, no, yeah. <laughs> not in the good way. Yeah. So, Fucking uh, giant plot holes you could drive a house truck through. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, Justice League, most expensive ever. It does have J.K. Simmons, and he is ripped as shit. Like, I don't know if you've seen his workout pictures. Yeah. Motherfucker is shredded. With the Santa Claus beard? Oh, yeah. Uh, he played in the... Uh, he shaved the beard now. He oh, played okay. in the uh, the Celebrity All-Star game for the uh, the softball that they do. Oh, cool. The, he was, yeah, he was, was in that not yesterday. Not the Futures game, but the... The it's, pastime or whatever. Yeah, they play with uh, old players, yeah. you know, and it's softball, mm-hmm. and then it's mixed with ce- equal parts celebrities and old ball players. Yeah, it's like it takes a pro place, am tour. Yeah, it takes place earlier in the day in the ballpark before the home run derby. It's yeah, they set up a after. fake fence for the home runs. Yeah, they bring in the they bring in a, yeah a nice old fence out there. Uh, you can always tell who the real players are too, because <laughs> the, their swings are like perfect. Yeah, they and, fucking crush it. Yeah, and they hit that softball like they and like a softball ain't never been hit before. Uh, yeah. They smack the shit out. Do you out remember of the things. old show Pros versus Joes? No, I never saw that they show. Would, they, they would bring in just regular dudes to play against like stars, kind of like American Gladiators. No, yes, like but Nitro? actual professionals. Oh shit! Like, like Michael Jordan. There was uh, one where they had guys hitting softballs against a major league pitcher, and for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it was a Yankee, though. Oh damn! And one guy actually hit an honest to god home run. Oh shit! Like, and he was just a regular dude. Yeah. He was like, you know, I played baseball through college, and they do different events. So you play like a football kind of training exercise for an event, and then you do this baseball sort of a thing for the second event. Huh. People get eliminated. And he was like, man, I'm just hoping I can, you know, do well in this one, because this is where I should shine. Huh. And he actually hit a like, into the first row, but still, it made it the fuck out of the ballpark. I remember uh, Shaq had a show where he would randomly beat professional athletes at, at their own Yeah, sport. I remember that. Shaq versus the yeah, world Shaq or something? Shaq versus the world, and something he would like just that. go, and he would, like, take on famous people in their own respect sports right yeah and one of them was ben roethlisberger oh uh, no he didn't win that one. i don't think he will. no there was a couple of them he didn't pull off but most of them and this was like you would think it was rigged and it was not and legitimately he pulled off like Shaq could haul off and crank some homers yeah he's all an he, athlete yeah all he had to do is throw a little body weight in there and <laughs> yeah. follow it through with that twist them is, hips 
hips, baby. Giant muscular arms and legs. So uh, that man is going to be good at almost everything. What I don't think will be good is a new musical coming out uh, based on the works of True Blood. True Blood, the musical, which actually is not quite true because True Blood, the TV show, is just cheesy enough to where I think it could make an easy transition to Broadway musical. Yeah, and that's not the worst idea I've heard and actually seen implemented. Yeah, so. it's uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man uh, on Broadway after dark. <clears throat> what, a, what Julie what Taymor says, you guys are too crazy for me. I mean, yeah. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, you you Bono, crazy. Get Bono in there trying to do shit. Yeah. It's like, Bono, go get out of here, Bono. The more I think about it, I think Julie Taymor went into a meeting and said, you guys told me we could do this and we can't. So if we can't, I'm out. And they went, we can't. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, either way, not good. Um, not good yeah. when you have a person like Julie Taymor say, Fuck you. I don't uh, want to work with you. Yeah, <laughs> any which, of you. When I mean, this is like Scorsese. Okay, this is uh, for theater. It is. Yeah, yes. for theater. So it's like Scorsese saying, uh, "The work environment for this movie is not safe. I'm fucking out of here." When <laughs> and when she says it versus James Hetfield, there is a difference. Yeah, because she can say, "I am a master of puppets." Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. not be lying. Like she is for real a master of puppetry. She traveled the world and her yes. college years to learn different art of puppetry. Yes. Uh, whereas, Shadow puppetry, yeah. body puppetry, all kinds whereas of Whereas James Hetfield will say, uh, fighting for you in, in, a, in my Master. dreams. I believe uh, that was off the battery? Uh, it was on uh, Master of Puppets, oh, which had right. battery. That's it was right. the first yeah. song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, two very different uh, Masters of Puppets. <laughs> but uh, I guess both have a claim to that uh, in one way or another. Uh, some would argue that Metallica is the one and only Master of Puppets. Yeah. But uh They'd be wrong, because Julie Taymor is damn impressive when it comes to puppetry. Indeed. Uh, I've seen some shit, folks. Uh, and so can you, if you want to uh, rent or find on. They've had plenty of uh, uh, behind-the-scenes and things to document her uh, learning as, and showing of the yeah, crazy... Yeah, as I know now, she has two books. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the special features for the movie Titus yeah. are fucking amazing. Uh, and I'm sure you can Google opening number for Lion King Broadway. Can, can you get... Is there any, like... Like DVD copies of that out because because it's been out for so long. Titus? You could like no no no, of the Lion King. Oh because no, it's been I don't out. think you can get the whole show, but I know you can get bootleg clips and stuff online. Okay, well, I mean that show has been out and famous for so long. Like we're talking life size elephant puppets oh, yeah, this, walking down the aisles of theaters. I think you can you can argue that it was a, a at least revolutionary game changing moment of theater yeah. with the Lion King. And that's not the, even the most impressive part to me. That Musafa face in the fucking clouds was it made me weep it was so fucking pretty crazy and i saw it on tour this wasn't even the real thing yeah and that's some that is uh yeah that's the theater folk in us coming out we get impressed by that stuff uh but yeah so uh the last thing here that i'm going to end this on is the best note possible and that is hey now I like the Warriors, the movie. It's great. It's Ooh, based yeah. on a comic book. They oh, are like they to making come that a musical now? Play a uh, coming to a Broadway stage <laughs> near you. No, coming to a small screen near you soon. Uh, they're they're making it into a mini series, mm. and it is going to be done. This is what really gets me excited. The Russo brothers. You say who the fuck are the Russo brothers? The Russo brothers are the guy that just did Civil War. The Russo brothers are the guys that did the Captain America movies. The other ones, uh, they're badass. Mm. So. Uh, uh, that's great news. That is so, great news. Warriors. 
Let's That's go right. out and play. Based uh, off the uh, semi-mythical tale of the 300. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, but I can dig it. Uh, that's for sure. Nice. And I will. Can you, know, you dig it? I can dig it. And you know what else people will dig? <laughs> Trailer time right now. So I got one trailer. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but it is now imminent. So I want to make mention of it because they have not done one good damn thing with uh, Pablo Escobar. Mm. And uh, I think that maybe that could change this weekend as I have high hopes for a trailer called The Enfield Traitor. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With uh, one uh, Brian Walter White Cranston White. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to start calling... Uh, I've started calling uh, uh, Jean, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. I've started calling him Patrick Jean-Luc Stewart Picard. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes his name was that cool. You it, you know your band is if you got a five-word cool. name. You know, but uh, but yeah. So uh, the infiltrator is uh, the, if you look at it the right way, the poster kind of kind of looks like Stan Lee in his middle, like like sixty year old Stan Lee. Yeah, he he really does the way that he's done up with the mustache. It looked like St- Stan Lee from the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. It's Brian Cranston, and uh, he is, uh, and uh, I'm doing exactly what he says he is, trying to infiltrate uh, into uh, Pablo Escobar's camp. And uh, I want to see that. Yeah. I would like to see a good damn Escobar movie. Like, you can't get one. Even the fucking fake one in Entourage was a was a stinker. (laughs) It's like, damn it. (laughs) So you can't get a good one. Well, they did have the... uh... The TV, the Narcos. Yeah, I heard that wasn't very good. Oh, I heard it was great. See, I didn't see it, so I can't. I tell you this, Joe Rogan fucking loves it. Does he? Oh, yeah. See, I've heard the opposite from a few people. He will not fucking shut up about it. I've heard from a few people that Mm. it's not very good. Interesting. So that's the Netflix, right? With Benicio Del Toro, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not seen it, so I can't. I can't. I can't attest to that, but uh, I can say the Infiltrator looks quite good. So that comes out this weekend. Uh, if I have a chance to see it, uh, I will. I know we'll get a review on it soon. I just don't know if it'll be this weekend or not. Uh, if I can, cool. If uh, if not, it might be one for the week after when I can get to it during the week or yeah. something like that. But uh, but that's what I got for the trailer time. That's all I got mm. for the trailer time. Uh, I got one. Uh, it's a little different uh, for me uh, to be bringing up. But uh, it's a Meryl Streep movie. Um, and, uh, I know which Hugh, one you're talking and about. And Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. uh, the Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant plays Meryl Streep's son and one of her last wishes. I, I, I guess it's her last wish. Well, lifelong dreams, shall we terms, say. In movie terms, I did think Hugh Grant was dead. Like, <laughs> like, not been in a hit in a long time. Yeah, but he still does those chick flicks that people that make him his keep, you know. Yeah. I, th- I bet he works a lot on the West End and stuff. Oh, he probably does. London's Theater District. He's probably um, going to be in some Down Easter abbey or something indeed um and so uh, uh florence foster jenkins played by meryl streep is a lady whose lifelong dream is to sing in carnegie hall 
and yeah. she trains, and she's not good. And yeah. uh, kind of like a movie I saw today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just gonna make that reference. As That's well. a new. Uh, it's a new trend that seems to be catching on, at least you know, because people have learned people how to make it work. People try hard. Yeah, yeah it's the uh, it's the uh, the participation ribbon effect where some uh, you know. Uh, frown upon it you know oh here's a ribbon jimmy you didn't play today but you still get a ribbon some uh are like jimmy needs that ribbon for his self-esteem well you know is a there's two different ways of thinking yes but i think these don't qualify for that because these are lifelong dream aspirations i was just about to get to there whereas the movies that we saw these were that That we're talking about from eight years old uh you know this is what i want to do to find it to only be realized Mm -hmm. years later but not for the reasons you would think, because one would advance to superstardom to get there. One would be tenacious enough to find a way in. The Rudy effect, I'm going to keep on doing my best. I'm going to keep on doing my best. Oh, here we go. I found my shot. I'm going to take my shot. I did it. I sucked. Yeah. But I did it, mm-hmm. uh, which is more than fucking I can say. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm talking about is uh, I saw Eddie the Eagle today. Uh, it was a super massive Hugh sale Jackman. on uh, Voodoo, and uh, and I find uh, Mr. Jackman to be uh, quite charming. Yeah. Uh, and I really like. Was uh, he Australian? No, he wasn't. God damn it! Uh, when I is know. he going to play an Australian? Never. The one time he was in the movie called Australia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, past that, never again. Uh, but no, so I watched uh, with uh, with the Jackman, and then the, I also liked the kid from The Kingsman, mm. and he played mm-hmm. this Eddie the Eagle, who is not. He's not a handy, capable individual, but he is slow. Uh, I don't even know if he's slow because I don't think he is. But he he moves and he has like a like a thing with his lip is kind of you know. Oh, the Rocky Balboa thing. Kind of. It's like someone who's had like a stroke or like a yeah. a part of their brain is just like slower. So like uh, mm-hmm. their lip is is kind of yeah and a, yeah kind of like a Rocky thing only not as well, For, no it's pretty extreme. Yeah. So maybe even more. Remember extreme. the one uh, the guy who played his kid had it was yeah pretty bad that too. one was actually real life, real yeah. like they found two people. People that had the real life shit. They're <laughs> yeah. like, what? Whoa. Like, yeah. You're cast. We don't even care if you can act. <laughs> well, he was in Heroes and yeah. stuff, too. So, so like, we will overdub your lines yeah. uh, just to make Which sure. Which I never noticed that. that affliction in Heroes no. too much. I, I wonder if he was trying to fight it, but, you know, looking back on it yeah. now, I can kind of remember. But the movie he's talking about, though, Meryl Streep, though, from a young age, says, Florence I want to uh, get to Carnegie Hall. Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> right. I would watch that <laughs> every day of the week. I would. Uh, I really would. Uh, but no, I mean, that's the same kind of thing, though. Yeah, is, it is. Is, 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 uh, just because you've made it, you've made it because of your own hard work and determination, but mm-hmm. the, don't expect them to, to see him win the big game. Like, that's the, that's the new twist now. Yeah. Is the old sports cliched movies were, oh, well, we well, gotta fight through. Rocky and we gotta, lost. Yeah, uh, but that's, again, that's the second thing because, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's, there's three phases. There's the, oh man, we're the underdogs. Let us rise up and then we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play the big game. We're gonna big the win game. We're gonna drive truck. We're gonna make a big play. And then they do. And then you go, yeah. 
uh, awesome, feel good, great, badass, dude's a legend, kick ass. Yeah. And then there's the Rocky effect. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I can identify with this guy. As long as I oh, go the distance. Oh man, he's the underdog and he's got he's got to win. But if he doesn't, at least he went the you know, distance. Yeah, that's you know? that's what I think we can call these movies. Well, the go the distance. Not movie. quite because these are to another these are to another level because when Rocky went the distance, who Rocky was good and he would have beat anybody else other than Apollo Creed. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. these guys will call the distance getting to the olympics okay for yeah. example with the eddie the eagle mm-hmm. okay so he got there yeah but what he did was from the terms of actual skill laugh worthy but the reason that people enjoyed him was because he embraced the fact that he just did it just the sheer and he determination didn't, and he yeah. didn't care what his actual result was mm-hmm. even though he should have because it got him you know kicked <laughs> out from the next olympics and he never ski jumped again <laughs> but i mean if if there was skill there that falls into a different category mm-hmm. now what these movies are trying to do they're like we found this new thing where we're going to make you really invest in the character we're going to show you all the odds that they had to overcome just to achieve what they wanted to do even though they didn't do it all well, that well. Well, this Laura Foster Jenkins has a bit of a different twist because she kind of becomes – she realizes that people like to listen to her because she's so bad. She kind of figures it oh, out yeah. like halfway through or in the process of okay. it. So then she doesn't want to do it anymore and she gets scared. And there's a bit more courage to that, I think, which, to what they're bit. trying to do. It's actually – very much like the, the yeah. movie I saw in, mm-hmm. in, in a similar way, but it's a formula, yeah, and, and exactly. it works. And if you say, "Well, so you didn't like Eddie the Eagle?" No, I fucking loved it. It was great. I, when it was over, I was like, "Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I felt good. I like that guy." Uh, and I got it on a super sale for six dollars. So cool. And that's what I want to say right now. If you don't know, and you're listening to this episode, oh shit, it's too late because it's Tuesday. Yeah, there was a flash sale oh. for for one day only. Uh, where you could get a lot of great shit for fifty percent off. I got, uh, I got the first season of Preacher, eleven bucks. I got the second season of Mister Robot, eleven bucks. I got the second season of The Flash, twenty four bucks. Like these are normally, you know, twenty four ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine. I got three new release movies for six bucks a piece. Uh, like nice. it, yeah, I was like, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them I watched, uh, two of them I watched today. One of them was the Eddie the Eagle. So, uh, but I guess now that sale's over, so you can't really take part. Uh, but hopefully you saw <laughs> it and hopefully you did. And hopefully everyone got the preacher for 1199 because that is a hell of a I deal I for a great fucking yeah. show. Uh, I got one more. Preacher. Okay, what in you this got? trailer time that we kind of bailed on there a little bit. A little bit. Uh, but there was a good conversation. So there was. No hate. Uh, this one I, I'm not necessarily endorsing. It comes out in October, but I'm putting it on the uh, uh, radar, as so to speak, kind of like I did with Birdman way back in the way back. Oh. This is going to be an indie film that you're going to want to you're going to want to keep your ear to the ground for. It's called American Pastoral. It is starring Edward Ewan McGregor, oh. uh, Jennifer Connelly, and Dakota Fanning. I do like it. It's based Connelly. on a quite popular novel, but more than anything, a directed by Ewan McGregor. Oh, first? Uh, I don't know if it's his first, but it's the first I've ever seen. Yeah, it has to be somewhat Up there, yeah, infantile. very fresh. Uh, but 
this looks like it's going to be it, – it has the potential to be quite the indie movie, so keep your eye out for you know, it. American uh, Pastoral. William H. Macy had his recent directorial debut uh, with a movie. It's supposed to be really good. I haven't watched it yet with the late Anton Yelkin uh, that was in there, uh, but it, it's called uh, Rudderless. William oh, yeah, H. Macy. I've seen that around. Yeah, yeah. His, his directorial debut, Billy Crudup, mm-hmm. um, Anton Yelkin. Uh, it's supposed to be great. A friend of mine says it was awesome, but uh, some other reviews say it's not. So I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Hey, that's the but, way indie uh, movies go. It's out. You can watch it, I think, on, I don't know, it's on Stars Go, I think. Maybe uh. HBO Go. It's on one of those Go, though, <laughs> things. Oh, it also has Uzu Aduba. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. who uh, she turned in the strongest performance on the new season by far this mm. year, uh, I think. So, uh, but yeah, there you go. Uh, great, long, extra cool trailer time there for you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and move into our really abbreviated television time because I only got one show to talk about. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do that right now. All right, so I almost didn't even have a show to review uh, for TV time and almost got skipped altogether, but USA, uh, not the country, but the television network, is mm. very clever. Uh, I because, thought they were dead. Yeah, no, nah, they had Mr. Robot brought him back to life. Uh, uh, and Mr. Robot's got its second season coming out, Golden Globe winning uh, 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 show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Slater won himself a Golden Globe as Slater's well. Slater's also in Archer, by the uh, way. That, I did not know that. Cool. But, That's a guy uh, named Slater. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, he did some really weird spots where he turned up for a small spell of the uh, mid two thousand and oh, he's still he's still an archer. He shows up at once a season. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. But anyways. Um, now I lost my train of thought. See what you did? USA. Oh, yeah, Mr. Reviewing. Robot. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. So I wouldn't have even had this to review because technically it debuts tomorrow night. And uh, I love Mr. Robot. I follow it on the, the social media because it was a show I found late last year. Not even as it aired. I found it later because all the all the hype. I'm like, what the fuck are all these people talking about this Mr. Robot? i got to check this out. And then I knew. Uh, so if you don't know, it's streaming. The first season is streaming on Prime, but the whole show is about hackers, the releasing of information, the controlling and releasing of information, dark characters, uh, you know, crazy stuff's going on with the web and all that. And uh, what better way to have a cool little uh, tip of the cap to the type of show you're running than to put out an announcement an hour before and if you are on Twitter or on uh, Facebook and you saw it, then you would have known that at uh, a lineup of times they released the first episode of the first of the second season, uh, and they only did it. They did it on Twitter and a couple of others. It was only released through through social media, and you could only watch it if you tuned in. Uh, because it was it was treated as like a leak, like you know? a live, like a like a like a live cast, yeah, kind of. But they, they it was live stream. Sorry, it was not a uh, it was not a a real 
leak, it was like, uh oh, Mr. Robot. Somebody got the hands on sensitive information. Check the blah, blah, blah to see if the sensitive information has been leaked. Yeah, there's all done up like Mr. Robot. Yeah, that was a really great viral way to market that. The first one I remember hearing of was Ex Machina, and they actually advertised on Tinder. Oh, they they really? They created an AI, so if you swipe right, it would talk to you, and after, uh, if it talked to you long enough, it would be like, Oh, I guess I've passed your Turing test, and it said, go see Ex Machina, blah, 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 click, click here for details. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, see, well, this is a very similar thing, and you and you got to watch the premiere. And so, <laughs> me, the, the good Mr. Robot fan that I am, I watched that shit, uh, and it's great. Now, I'll only have one of the two-hour premiere, because uh, USA, uh, they don't want to give all of it away. They still need people to have a reason to come back to watch their actual premiere, you know, uh, so they yeah. gave you one of the two hours of the premiere, which is two separate episodes, you know. So you got the first, you know, 42 minute episode. And it was great. Like, I thought, you know, it's almost impossible. There's only been, I can't even tell you, but it's less than probably five shows that can come out and have as brilliant of a first season that they had and pick up the second season. With the exact same intensity and at the same time switching gears. Uh, there's not many shows that pull that off. Usually the second season of every show almost always has a slump. Uh, always. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look at True Detective is the greatest disaster. I believe famously known as the sophomore slump. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Robot, though, early people, uh, early reviews, people have seen the whole season already have said, uh, don't worry, you're cool. <laughs> uh, and then I can tell you, at least with the first episode, yeah, uh, it's going to be dark. Uh, it's going to be dark and fun in a new way while not affecting the old uh, formula and old way and old uh, infrastructure of what the show was about. Nice. So when a show can pull that off, uh, it's wonderful. And most recently, the only other show I can think of that pulled it off uh, properly was Fargo uh, mm. with its second season. Mm-hmm. And it, its second season was even better than the first. And, and I, I called Fargo season one one of the best single seasons of television I ever saw. You did. I remember and then that. I saw the second season. I watched it all on a day. Uh, and it was probably another one of the best single seasons of television I ever saw. So, uh, Mr. Robot, I have a feeling, is going to be the same way. They've been doing great about the the, uh, underground marketing that they've been pulling, and uh, the the premiere was very good. So I'm glad I got a chance to check that out. Mr. Robot premiere, uh, I didn't get the second hour, but I loved the the return. I got all the the answers that I was seeking at, at least immediate rectification for, and uh, add in the way that it was introduced and marketed, and I give the the whole package a ten. All right, a total ten. Yeah, for uh, just it was a really I, I thought it was very clever. So uh, look so at that, you being yeah. clever. How's so, that working? So out that for being you? said, <laughs> also Cameron Crowe in his wheelhouse doing a show on Showtime called Roadies. Uh, it's very very good. And uh, I'm three yeah, we episodes talked about in. That last yeah, I'm three episodes Sorry. in. Every episode I watch, uh, it stays good. And it has uh, a, a lady with the name Imogen Poots. And, uh, oh, yeah, Imogen, yeah. Yeah, and she is in uh, the green room. The reason I remember is because it's a very memorable name because you don't see that very often. And uh, in green room, she looked quite different than she does in roadies because she was oh. punked up. But green room, uh, we're talking about independent theater. 
Green Room just came out today. Uh, I reviewed it very well. If you want to check it out, that's a few podcasts ago. But you can go, you can rent it, you can buy it, you can do whatever you want with it, as it is out now, again, also starring the late uh, Anton Yelkin. You see how bright that kid's fucking future was. Yeah. Like he was in tons of shit, um, but now gone forever. But the green room is here to stay, so you can check that out. And I encourage it. It's good. It's one of the more memorable and best movie experiences I've had of this young, now not young, now this halfway over, uh, 2016. <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, but I told you it was going to be a short television time. Guess what? It was pretty short. That's all I got. There hasn't been much on, especially in the wake of Fourth of July week. Uh, the past week yeah, was the Fourth the, of July week. Even so, the news shows are taking their yeah, summer break. Even the shows that have been on, they're like, "Hey, it's the Fourth of July. People are traveling. People aren't going to be around. We'll be back at the end of July." <laughs> exactly. So some are starting to come back now, but most are coming back like the seventeenth. Like next week, mm-hmm. I'll have three or four shows, and even a new show to review. Yeah. But, then the uh, week after that, everything's back. Yeah, but uh, not that. Not this week. It just works out. I just had the one, and uh, I'm not reviewing. You and roadies, I'm just saying, watch it. It's good. Um, I don't know to what level yet, but uh, it's good. So uh, that's it. We're going to get into the main event. We're going to do that main event. We're going to do it now. So I'm going to go ahead and have J-Rod kick this bad boy off because he oh, oh. he went to I'm see uh, a film that I did not have a chance to see. Uh, I wanted to, but I never uh, made it out to check it out. Um, but it's one of those. If you don't catch it, it's gone. It is. It is one of those. Uh, a couple of people I know saw it. Uh, our friend Matt saw it, and he said it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and you saw it, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, you told me that you thought it was all right. So uh, why don't yeah. you tell these folks? Uh, well, uh, thanks for blowing up my spot. But yeah, I, d- I did think it was mm-hmm. pretty all right. Um, Kaboom! <laughs> so uh, Paul Dano uh, plays a man, I think, what was his name? Harry? I An think? actor I hate, by the way. Oh, Hank, yeah. Uh, I hate Paul Dano. Oh, really? I don't like him. Hate him? Yeah. All right. Well, you might like him in this movie. And I mean, by like, I mean not absolutely hate, if, if that's your... No, typical he, stance. He, uh, it's a weird reason why I dislike him, and it's because of the, he did the movie uh, uh, There Miss Will Simpson? Be Blood. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was so over the top, and the sound of his voice in that movie just mm. drove me nuts. Sure. Uh, but then he came back strong and was in a movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackman, you know, I told you I love the Jackman. Yeah, you do. Uh, he was in that with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, and he. Uh, he did. I think he did some fine work there, and it seemed to kind of break out of his his shell, which he had been doing uh, all the previously. Uh, and it really annoyed me the way that he spoke, the way that he hmm. talked. It really just bothered me. I was like, I really can't stand to hear the sound of that man's voice. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, he, you know, got into a, and started playing roles, and that voice went away. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, that's why I did not like Paul Dano. But he still he None has started turning one. in good no, work, though. No, not that I noticed. Uh, there wasn't in Prisoners either. Yeah. Also starring Daniel Radcliffe, and there is a third not so present character uh, of a woman, but by the name of Sarah, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is the girl from Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Now this is not a spoiler, but this is the movie, at least the trailer, famously known. For for Daniel Radcliffe's farting corpse. Uh, this you'll love this movie because it is quite literally a ninety-minute fart joke. Yes, uh, off and on, but it's 
pretty good. Yeah, and everyone knows I have a penchant for the for the you fart do jokes. indeed. So Paul Dano plays a guy named Hank, and the beginning of the movie, he's start trying to kill himself, and in the act of killing himself, he notices a body uh, lying on the beach, and so he stops what he's doing. He goes. And, um, I don't want to I mean to interrupt, but have you ever seen Better Off Dead? Yeah, yeah. Where, is, is where the John Cusack keeps trying to kill himself but failing miserably? Uh, it? No, it's not it's like, not that, like but, that. But yes, it's okay. It's it, it, the first like five minutes of the movie are kind of like that. Okay, and if you've never seen Better Off Dead, uh, you should. Yeah, uh, agreed. <laughs> great movie from the eighties. Um, they did have a few. Uh, and so he rushes to the body he sees lying on the beach to find out that it's a dead corpse played by Daniel Radcliffe. That farts. Uh, yeah, well, if, if you know, uh, if you, if you watch, uh, I believe, I believe it's talked about on it's South in, Park. Well, oh, oh, well. Uh, uh, but what, when you die, your bowels evacuate. Oh, yeah, it's talked about on more than just South Park, yeah, but, but yeah. I, they I do, though. Yeah. Uh, Corpses I, I'm, really do fart. They do. They Scares do. the shit out of some people, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, well, they're not farting. They are uh, literally evacuating their bowels. Yeah, things are leaving. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, through the course of this movie, uh, Paul Dano starts talking to the dead body, then he names the dead body, then the dead body starts talking back. Mm-hmm. Then the dead body can do magical things that help Paul Dano escape his terrible situation. Did you say magic? I did. So you have a movie with Daniel Radcliffe and magic. Yeah. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Farting magic. No, no I mean yes and no. So at first they're magical things. Uh, maybe it was just me uh, and and my ability to see writing and in the way the movie's made. But this movie is told from the point of view of Hank, not quite literally, but in terms of storytelling. Storytelling, and uh, so you are taken into his madness. The dead body talks. You hear the dead body talk. Uh, they do things together. They create plays. He tells the story of his life to the dead body because the dead body, who he names Manny, um, oh, doesn't remember anything about life and living now that he's dead. Um, and so he asks Hank to tell him about, about what life is. He's basically a two-year-old. What? Why is why? 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 He keeps asking these kinds of annoying questions. Um, and no spoiler alerts, but at the end, it really kind of hits home that, uh, he's the crazy, that he is actually crazy. Um, he believes all of this that has happened is real. It's not just something to pass the time. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh my God, this guy's been carrying around a dead body for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and your heart breaks for him, uh, because at least mine did. Uh, because you, you, like I said, you realize just how crazy this, cause you're never really sure how long he's been out there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you find him, he's at the end. Okay. And this, this person that he creates out from the dead body gives him the motivation to keep going. So of these absurd, uh, type of, at least previews where it makes it look like he's talking to a dead body, kind of like the absurd concept of the... 
dating was in the lobster was this better executed than uh the absurdism of the lobster because yes. it sounds like these are two absurdist existential comedies absolutely they are uh, this is much tamer than the lobster yeah the tamer Still was too full much. on like yeah. god dang pull back that fr- throttle there yeah um so there was a dude who came in he came in a couple minutes late but not dramatically late and sat down and it was me my lady friend and him and he left. He's like, like oh, halfway this. into it. We were giggling and enjoying ourselves, and he just nope. This should not. come. This should come with the uh, when when me and J Rod finished watching the lobster. Yeah, that's uh, the story the, I was just going to tell. Yeah. The, oh, then I, uh, then I shall allow you. Oh no, uh, to well, do so. as we were leaving, there was an elderly couple who uh, one of them asked us if we were going to see that again. You guys going to come back and see that again? And, and then <laughs> a few moments later, the lady said, "Well, that was two and a half hours. I'll never get back." And she wasn't lying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that's true a, of even a good movie. Yeah, so. I'm a little harder on it than than it sounds. I actually did like some bits of it, but it was yeah. fucking weird. Uh, but they are in the same vein. This is much more ed- well executed okay. and much less uh, weird because it's set up. The premise of it is this guy is crazy. Okay, and so you're kind of, at least I am, a little more willing to go along with it rather than this absurdist world is created and just fucking deal with it. You sure. know, so there's a little bit of give and take there so what would you uh say on a on a uh recommendation scale because obviously due to the subject matter and yeah. the absurdist nature of the movie it's not going to be for everyone but at the same time uh, i got the sense that it's it's like you said and unlike the lobster it it will appeal to a broader audience yeah well and i think there i think there's actually a little something in here for everyone okay and here's what i mean the, the the fart jokes and the dick jokes and all the, the shall we just cr- crudely say, crass humor throughout. And then there's another level of the actual absurdist humor. Okay. Um, so I think there's like uh, his – the dead guy, okay, Manny, his uh, – he, he – there's a woman who – uh, he, uh, the uh, Hank has a picture of on his phone, okay. and he's trying to save battery in case he gets uh, reception. He can make a call, so he only sure. turns it on every so often. But Manny sees the picture of the girl on his phone and gets a hard on, <laughs> and then they realize his hard on is a compass for the direction home. Oh, neat! And but so also like, he could get uh, yeah, that, that has also happened in cases of 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 dead bodies though yes that does happen Uh, Um, and then there's uh, things like if they put rocks in the dead guy's mouth and he gives him the heimlich maneuver it shoots like a gun uh or or anything not just rocks but like he defends off predators that way he shoots like grappling hooks out of the dude's mouth i have a feeling this will be coming to the uh digital markets in a relative soon yeah i would say quite quite soon and i think a month or so maybe i think there's something in it for everybody i think most people will watch this once and say that was enough i'm never gonna see that (laughs) fucking thing again yeah, I, um, I am. I do want to see it though. Well, yeah, if you were to I, I put think, a, a number system on it, what would you give it? Well, this can only be subjective, meaning these are my numbers because I can't tell you how you're going to view Especially this. Especially with a movie like this. Yeah, but I mean, I rate it very high. I'm going to go a solid eighty percent. Ooh, that's good. That's a that's a good well, J Rod number. I've heard from others too that there this movie is uh, do even though it's weird, it's very good. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that's encouraging because all I had known about it was uh, farting corpse and talking dead guy, and I was like, I don't know yeah, about that movie. It's very much more an American comedy than The Lobster was. The yeah. Lobster is very much a British and comedy. Boy, that asks a lot of you, too, The Lobster. I still, yeah, I'm like, damn, Lobster. This like, doesn't fuck with you nearly as emotionally. Yeah, that hasn't gone out of my head yet, either. Yeah. Like, that movie was fucking weird. Yeah, man. that's a real roller coaster. And of course, this is, too, but it's all in the trials of tribulations of this dude who is stranded trying uh-huh. to get back home i got you okay so recommended though for at least everyone to watch yeah, at least I the mean, once if you can handle a weird movie and you know you are if 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 that if you go yeah i, I can handle a weird movie then this movie is for you yeah there are people um, like the, anna, the beloved anna not like that yeah who would not like this movie no nope. if you want to go and get your story straight up and don't give me no bullshit then this is not for you yeah uh, that makes sense. Uh, now, a movie that you can argue is for everyone would be The uh, Secret Life of Pets. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, you could make that argument. And a lot of people went out to see it, a lot to the tune of over $100 million. <laughs> yeah, it's number one. In uh, in three days. Number one this week. And uh, I, think it will, I think it will still be number one over Ghostbusters next week. Yeah, uh, And this is a, you know... Oh, I'm sorry. I would like to backtrack slightly because I just clicked on it. The Rotten Tomatoes for Swiss Army Man, Critics 64, Audience 81, which yeah. doesn't happen that much, that often, that, yeah. especially for a movie like this where the audience likes it more. I was going to say with a movie like that, it doesn't. Uh, that's actually quite telling. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, so The Secret Life of Pets, though, uh, it has a broad appeal that everyone can love. I'm sure somebody has at least had a pet from most or some point in their life, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this is about uh, those there. Now, uh, me and Anna, as pet owners, uh, we're really excited to see it. It looks pretty uh, funny to us. So we went, and we were excited, and we did. We laughed. Uh, this is the same people that do the minions and the same people that do Despicable Me and stuff like that. Now, this movie was no Despicable Me, um, mm-hmm. but it was pretty funny and it's made enough money to where you can instantly tell that that's a franchise. Million? The cast is great. It's not often you get to see Louis C.K. as a lead in anything yeah. uh, and you don't see him, but you hear him and uh he you know, he brings his own little Louis C. K. charm uh mm-hmm. to it. Lots of great voices in there. The cast is actually, I would imagine, quite expensive uh for that movie. If you look oh, at the list so of the people, people who are in there, yeah. it's astounding. Uh and, well maybe and depending on how many days they had to be at the yeah, studio. Yeah, but I'm telling you though, there was big names in that mm-hmm. movie and it was very enjoyable. Uh, I liked it a lot. Now um I will say this, I think that it was a little, uh, and which is totally fine, uh, but some are and some aren't. And much like uh, Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2 were kind of both adult and kid-friendly, this seemed to lean more towards the kid-friendly, like the Minions mm-hmm. did, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. versus the, uh, the the Despicable Me's. And while that, that's fine... Uh, I think there was more there for the younger crowd than there was there for the sure. older crowd. The older crowd would have enough to go, yeah, you know, my dogs act like that. And there's actually a really cool video somebody put together of the trailer of Secret Life of Pets doing those 
things like where the dogs were doing like the head banging and mm-hmm. then the one dog was getting like the butt rub from the the mixer oh yeah and the kitchen aid yeah and then like there was like three or four other things that they all did which was like the cat with the cake mm-hmm. in the refrigerator well they they like showed the thing from the secret life of pets and then they'd show the real animal doing the exact same thing <laughs> uh, which is pretty clever uh, yeah and they whip that up and uh if you go and see that you're gonna like you're gonna like it a lot you'll laugh uh you're not gonna you're not gonna walk out of there going well that was i hated that movie because if you go out there thinking that movie is like crap then you might have a black heart uh, a heart of stone so to speak uh because it's a it's a nice cute happy little movie i hate using the word cute but i mean it is uh where oh, i yeah, like to the use thing just oozes adorable doesn't yeah, it i mean it does though uh and while that's cool i like i mean i like mine to have a little bit of a harder edge uh in the to ride that to ride that pg line Mm-hmm. in a comedy f- to make uh an an animated feature uh more enjoyable for myself um but nothing wrong with that uh they know what they're doing their their marketing was great and it was a nice payoff with a good solid product they really uh excelled at the use of 3d i can't think of a better animated 3d feature i've seen in quite some time that actually incorporated the frills and thrills of true 3d they had shit snapping out of the screen Mm. like stuff like floating in front of your face like we saw it in the imax and it was great like we were like whoa that is some badass 3d and there was a guy that i know that saw the movie and uh he said yeah the movie was okay you know i didn't love it i didn't hate it but i really liked that 3d uh, (laughs) because the 3d was badass so if you throw it all together you have a really nice packaged movie and i'm going to rate this bad boy at a 78 percent right up right below the 80 just because if it was right in my line i would have wanted it to be at about an 85 where Mm -hmm. where the humor was concerned but i understand that they have to show some restraint too and and remember what the the core audience base is is for it's for children and uh, and some adults but for children and parents who like pets you know, yeah. I am just the adult who likes pets, so <laughs> it's a little bit not, not massively as much there different, for you. but uh, I couldn't get as much of it as, let's say, like your nephew yeah. would. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he would be laughing at some stuff that I would be like, huh, okay, kind of <laughs> like the BFG. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. In terms, like I said, the BFG was not a bad movie, and I think I gave it the exact same rating coincidentally but it's because uh th- this move though the bfg kind of drug a little bit but um i just think that it's more uh for the the younger audiences mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean if you are an adult that you that you shouldn't go see it yeah, and if you have kids it's perfect i think th- i think that's dreamworks jam though i really do it, it seems to be their philosophy as a company and hey more power to and you know what uh but you got to understand now this is not dreamworks Oh, this is not. Illumination. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think what it is is a former got uh, side one. department. They do. They have one coming out this Christmas Sing? called Sing. Yeah. Yeah. Which they have a, a loose trailer out for mm-hmm. uh, right mm-hmm. now. But, uh, yeah, you know. Kind of secret... like that first Pets trailer yeah. where it didn't give you any of the story, just exactly. some funny stuff. Uh, but The Secret Life of Pets is a strong uh, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars sounds worse than it is. It's really more like in between a three and a half and a four star. But there is no 3.75. So I create one. there? Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's, I give it's it. It's your scale. Yeah, I mean, and that's what on. I give it. Uh, if it was a, uh, a numbered scale, it would be right at the 78 for me and for my liking. 
Uh, and that's where that's where I ranked that. Anna was probably right about the same spot. She would probably bump it up to an eighty or a little higher because you know she was like, oh, it's cute, you know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how she is. I love that three D too. So it's it was it was definitely a good experience, and it is one that I will be more than happy to add to my home collection and right. look forward to uh, some sequels of it. So, uh, and then that uh, that brings us to Mike and Dave get wedding dates need. They need, need wedding dates. Yeah. They need these dates. And uh, you say that movie, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off. Uh, good trailer. Good but people. If it, but I if love it all wasn't, those people. I was just about to say, if it was any other cast of besides those four people, mm-hmm. maybe not any other, but most any other cast, you can't, you can't remove Anna Kendrick and you can't remove uh, Zac Efron. Oh, really? Because... Those two were the the foundation, the base right. that made the movie funny because they really were, uh, especially Anna Kendrick. And my love for Anna Kendrick runs deep. Agreed. Uh, I love that woman. Uh, she makes me laugh every day on the uh, the online outlets, and she just seems oh, like yeah. a really cool person. I if would like to hang out with. Her, yeah, if you don't follow her, you're missing. She out. She is funny, and yeah. she fucking tweets out funny shit, and is, is, she's funny legitimately funny and legitimately cool and i would i would like to hang out with her uh i would and not for the oh you're a good looking lady reason like i would like to hang out and play video games with her uh same as as aubrey plaza who i do like but not nearly as much as anna kendrick Uh, uh, aubrey plaza does her aubrey plaza thing Mm -hmm. um and and that's fine because again we've talked about actors and actresses that are like that but aubrey plaza does not grow aubrey well plaza. we've also talked about people being typecast and they can't they aren't allowed to grow yeah, either, and they're not so. allowed to nor maybe they don't want to maybe yep. that's just easy money and that's what what they do and they're so good at being them that it's fine i don't necessarily think aubrey plaza is big enough to where she can just rely on her own attitude to run her career forever yeah i mean michael Sarah built a career off of being michael Sarah. but again <laughs> though he it's a short-lived career yeah. because he was only Michael Sarah, yeah, and, that, and that's where she is at the crossroads with. She is either going to be able to evolve, or she's not. And the last time she tried to evolve, it was that weird zombie movie, Life After Beth, oh, or yeah, something I like that. And it was okay, yeah. but not great. And yeah. she, that it was the first time she was different, yeah. But the movie itself, it was not bad, but it wasn't great either. But mm-hmm. I would like to see her. Do something different because every time I see Aubrey Plaza, like Leslie Jones, it's the same thing. Um, not to the stereotype of the of the racial stereotype mm-hmm. to where Leslie Jones is playing, where she is always an, an angry black woman yelling and being uh, what's the word uh, that I'm looking Bra- for here? Braggadocious. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, just uh, you know, just very boisterous. Yeah, boist- yeah boisterous is what I was at. very. Uh, and, and I knew it was a B. I yeah, the, the presence is there, yeah. uh, and it's just you know uh, th- that's fine. But again, that's all I've seen from her. She always does that character, yeah. which I'm not saying she can't, but maybe not. But I don't know if she has. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a small sample size because I've only seen her in SNL um, and the occasional. Uh, cameo where she does the same kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's another thing when I talk about the Ghostbusters trailer that's so bad about it is when it shows her part uh, at the end with the power of Penny compels you. Power of pain. Penny. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, because that's her name. Oh, okay. She is Penny. See, I always thought she was saying the power of pain. The power of Penny compels you. Wha-pow! Yeah. Uh, And it's like, really? Yeah, I saw that movie in 1982. Give me something new. It's like, really? And that's, I just, I don't know. So I hope it's not all that, but that's kind of where Aubrey Plaza is at. I want to see her grow. Uh, and especially because I, I like Aubrey Plaza quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And she this is to the point now where if this was uh, a baseball career, she would be a veteran uh, because she has been doing stuff for 10 solid years. Yeah. A lot of it's been TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of that, a lot of her character was that character in that TV show. And that's her comedy style. So uh, I don't necessarily, I guess comedians change less than others, I suppose. But it's still not, they, they uh, need to grow some, and she has not. Yeah, I guess. not long lived comedians. I mean, you, Billy Crystal started out as a stand up comedian and doing comedy, but for, he evolved though. Yeah, uh, so yeah. did Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and he still does stand up. Mm-hmm. But uh, Louis C.K. managed to find a way to do it his own way and be great. Uh, trying to think of a woman. I mean, Roseanne. But she didn't evolve. She Are you just, talking from the stand-up comedy world? I'm just talking comedians in general. You could say Amy Schumer maybe as a lady, or you could say maybe, maybe but a, she's only Eliza started, Schlesinger or she's whatever. She's only tried her trans, started her transition. But it was a good, a solid one. And just like a, a Eliza Schlesinger step. too. Yeah. She's she's breaking out on Comedy Central right now. Yeah, she's got that game show or whatever. Yeah, and it's I mean it's people are responding well, good, and I think that God, I think she's so she is funny. great too. Uh, and I. I I, I really want to see her go far. And I, I feel like I have a personal stock in some of these ladies because I I saw them flourish from stand-up comedy like The yeah. the Last Comic Standing, yeah. where that was their exposure, and they didn't have any yet. And then now I never watched them, that show, but I you know I watched their early Netflix specials. And, well, what's great know, is... I, uh, the total hipster trope. I liked it before they were popular. Oh, yes. But I don't say it resentfully. It's just a matter of fact. So I've watched them, and you know, I want good things for them because I always thought they were funny. Yeah, the only thing I say that about is Deadpool because, yeah. damn it, that was mine. Uh, <laughs> you know? Shit, now the whole fucking world loves him. But that's fine. I'm glad to see him out there. But yeah, uh, so in the end, uh, Aubrey Plaza, I just, I, I hope she can get there. I think mm-hmm. she will. Uh, but in we this movie. We haven't actually movie, talked about the movie itself. We talked a lot about the people in it. So what what well, do you think of the movie itself? I was going to say, uh, by having the, uh, the strong anchors there and then the fun side players, the Adam Devine was the only other one that I didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And the same. Everything I said for Aubrey Plaza applies for Adam Devine. Only he's a guy. Was he work? Was he his workaholics? He was character? his workaholics character, just the same as he he was a mixture of the workaholics and, and the his, Manny and, and the Manny character, which mm-hmm. is just him. That's who he is, and he was more so the workaholics character. You know, I think that has there's probably a product of impromptu comedy training that goes along well, with that. Well, especially with their troupe, because yeah. he is from strictly improv comedy yeah. mm-hmm. before he. That's I what think Aubrey made him Plaza famous, is too, which she very well could like, be. I think wasn't she a groundling? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I know she was one of them, which is the L.A. Second City. Yeah, and just those for and when, shorthand. When you do those kind of things too, um, it, you get into this. 
well, it's, uh, pattern. Yeah, and it's not just that. You start from a place of honesty. So you start by being a caricature of yourself, uh, yeah, which helps you be more flexible in the various scenes you have to play. Yeah, but you do that for seven years, yeah. uh, and it's kind of hard to get Absolutely. out of that pattern. Yeah. It's uh, There's an old thing in the theater business where if you're an actor, they say, don't go and learn a monologue until the, you've learned how to say the monologue. Because if you go and you learn your monologue, and it's not how your director wants you As to say the character, that monologue, yeah. You're going to have to relearn that, and relearning a monologue after you've already committed it to memory in an entirely new way is one of the hardest fucking things. Yeah, and there's a difference between memorizing the lines and then memorizing the thing itself. Exactly. Yeah. So you just got to know what your intentions are. So this movie did know what its intentions were, and the intentions uh, were good, and they mostly delivered. Mm. Um, you're never going to see a movie like this get a super high review on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. There's just not enough people who appreciate comedy and all of its various stylings <laughs> as much as audiences do. And I think that audiences really enjoy uh, these people more so than the critics do because there's not much of a story there. But because these people are funny, they can stretch out the scenes they were given, make them funny by putting their own personal touches on them, and that's what they do. And Zac Efron, who is a guy that I'm not really big on, but I've seen him in comedies, and uh, at least with the Neighbors movies, and then uh, with this here, and then the Dirty Grandpa or whatever, yeah. he plays a good straight man pretty well. Um, he's He's got a knack for it. He's a good Dean Martin, huh? Well, I mean, and he can do the other as well. I just, I really have enjoyed uh, his post heartthrob slash high school musical career. Yeah. Where he was kind of like, all right, enough of the Disney well, shit. He's, like, he's the only one. Yeah, he is. Um, that's left still. And, so. and he has done his own thing. And for that, I see even more credit because it's hard to leave a money making machine when you're in it but you do it because you just don't want to do it anymore yeah, it's and it's not away from that worth money. that money but you they're throwing massive amounts of money at you that's why he did three of those damn movies you know but at some point you have enough money and you would rather feed your artistic integrity mm -hmm. than you would your wallet which is great if you can get to a place to do that awesome not everybody can uh matter of fact michael shannon spoke up recently and was like hey you need to pay indie actors because seriously if you yeah. don't, you're fucking up. Like, these guys aren't here to work for free for you. Yeah. You don't have to pay them a lot, but you got to pay them because that's, that's a thing. If you go, what are you talking about? Sadly, look it up on Google. I don't want to go into it. It's a thing. Indie actors uh, that aren't like Michael Shannon, that don't have big screen careers mm -hmm. with big screen budgets, they'll do their indie movie and you'll get paid 100 bucks for the run. And you go, that's not possible. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And there's, Sad but there's true. A yes, it is. There's a way to do that where you pay them a little in the beginning, and then if it gets picked up by a studio and then distributed, then you work in residuals. I yeah. know that fucking sucks for the producers and whatever, but Tough Cookies, that's the kind of movie you're making. Yeah, and sometimes when you're in an indie market like that, you're going to need that person's name to drive your movie anyways, and if you don't, then you're not going to make anything, so yep. it's better to give them a piece of the back end because you don't actually have to pay them up front. That's how George it. Lucas got fucking rich. Well, and that's how the business works in a nutshell. Not, I mean, there's obviously more intricacies than that, but that's how it works. Yeah, but, absolutely. But in this movie here, uh, you know, it's exactly what you think you're going to get. Do they show all the funny stuff in the previews? No, they don't. And this is where I actually bumped the review score up of this. Uh, they show. I saw that preview quite a bit because mm -hmm. it was funny. They showed it in front. We see a lot of movies, and yeah. they, they wanted to market it. And the pre the trailer made us laugh. Did it not? Yeah, uh, yeah. it made us laugh a quite times, a bit. Yeah. Guess what? 
There was not a single take that they used in the trailer that they used in the movie. Oh, good for them. And I was like, fucking A. Because I saw the part coming up, and I'm like, oh, huh, here's the part I've seen in the trailer a million times. And it was a totally new cut. Good. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And that is non-lazy filmmaking, and so I it's bumped the fucking trailer score. It's non-lazy trailer making, too. It is. Uh, that, that's not giving away all your good shit, because people say, well, why don't I go see that? I saw all the funny shit in the trailers. I promise you, you didn't in this, because yeah. everything you saw in the trailers and in the movie, it's a different joke, a different punchline, and a whole different feel to some of it. Yeah, starting with the trampoline scene. Oh, so, all right. Just... Totally different. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you not aware, uh, when you write a script like that, especially in a comedy, the lines aren't always written verbatim, mm-hmm. meaning they don't necessarily want the actor to say the line the way it's written. They allow for personality to come in. They do. And sometimes the director will just say, you know what, what you guys are doing is funnier. Just go for a while and I'll yeah. stop you when we're done. We're going to let camera roll. Just bust out 10 minutes it takes. That's why you can type in. You can look this. You can actually do this. If you type in TJ Miller insults boss on work or on uh, Silicon Valley for five and a half minutes straight you go nah and it really is tj miller <laughs> coming up with insults not taking pauses in between and never repeating himself for five and a half straight minutes of a reel which mm-hmm. they used mm, three and a half four seconds of yeah. they found the best insult for the take and that's what they went. The, but the, the joys of digital recording. Well, not everybody can do that either, though. No. That is an amazing skill that T.J. Miller yeah. has, that he can just improv and rattle off well, like and that. Well, to the point I was making was it's without digital video, you couldn't do that because film was just so goddamn expensive. Yes. You had to get it in two takes because that's all the money you had to spend that day. That's right. And if you didn't get it, then you wasted film, and nobody wanted to work with anybody who wasted film that's right. because wasted film was wasted film fucking money yeah undeveloped film is drastically expensive yes indeed and if you think that didn't ruin people's careers you best think again <laughs> uh yeah if you were fucking 20 take charlie then uh 20 take charlie did his movie and got kicked the fuck out of hollywood is yeah what he and did. now quentin tarantino just keeps the fucking camera rolling yeah. while makeup comes in and does their work because except because he can except quentin tarantino can actually go back to a time to where he yeah. did have to respect film mm-hmm. it wasn't as expensive as it was because it was the 90s but it still was in the trend transition of the digital age to where well, it was, most it was of the things digital too because i mean if you want to get technical internet wasn't technically around until what like 94 yeah for the for the common household right right uh, and it wasn't like oh i got internet on you know on but all the, the idea time, like, that cable, you were but... gonna buy movies on a digital platform oh, on the internet never yeah never ever it wasn't until like 2002 no. 2003 before that started and even then was like maybe and a lot of it was your own shit that you were converting mm-hmm. and then now uh that's just the way it is yep. most of the time and i rarely like i went and i bought green room last night because for, i have two rules and i don't expect anybody else to cohere to the first one but if you're an independent film that i like i will buy the actual physical disc so that i can give you my mm-hmm. money to support i know a lot of the people that feel, i actually have a film. contrasting view uh and that. then uh, if it's if it's not like if it's just a if it's just a comedy, say Mike and Dave mm-hmm. that I want to buy, I'll have no problem buying that digital without getting the actual disc unless I want the special features right. because that it's a blockbuster. It's made his movie. Everybody's paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why. And then if it's a blockbuster, I buy the disc because it's a blockbuster. I want the best 
sound well, and yeah, video possible. Your, your Blu-ray 7.1 yeah, stuff, you can only get that on Blu-ray. But yeah. you don't need that for a, for a mic and day. I, I have a slightly contrasting view. I, I feel, I wonder, and I don't know the actual numbers on this, but I wonder if the artist actually gets more money from a digital sale because there's no middleman. You're paying a lower price, and the artist at least gets the same amount, if not more. I don't... Hmm. And I know when you're talking about streaming, that's not true at all. Yeah. See, that's a that's a thing is uh, when it, when you're in the independent things like that, though, most of the time, you don't have that kind of pull. You're yeah. going to catch a lump sum, mm-hmm. and you're going to be done. And when mm-hmm. I say lump sum, if you're famous, it's respectable. If you're not, it's, Hundreds. hey, I'm in a movie. Yeah. Hey, and I can show all my friends and my career is started, mm-hmm. but you are far from paid. Yeah. You're paid while you're on set uh, as, as far as in food and comfortable places, to, well, semi-comfortable places to stay, <laughs> depending upon who you are and in some extravagantly <laughs> places to stay. Also, depending upon who you are, let's just say Kevin Hart's trailer and uh, Imogen Poot's trailer <laughs> is uh, very different if uh, that's the case. So, uh, but anyways, uh, Mike and Dave though is exactly what you expect it to be. It's very, it's funny. If you laughed at the trailer, you're gonna laugh at the movie. If you thought the trailer was dumb, then you're not gonna like the movie. I happened to think the trailer was pretty funny, and I ended up liking the movie more. And I bumped up the score because of the 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 non trailer funnies. The, mm. the the I was like, thank you for that. That's awesome. I wish more movies would follow your lead. Some do, uh, and to that I always know. I always know. If there was a part of the of a trailer that was changed, uh, just so that it wouldn't ruin the joke in the movie, uh, yeah. and they went two ways. So I think every movie should do that. But anyways, Mike and Dave uh, they gave it a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mine's higher. Mine's at like a sixty five percent. I give it a three three star, three and a half star. Uh, there, uh, top top marks, three and a half star. Uh, you're gonna laugh. It's uh, short enough, you know. You're not going in there for hours of your life. You're going in there for an hour and a half. You're gonna laugh, mm-hmm. uh, and that's exactly what this does. Uh, so, get out there and uh, see those movies. Uh, next week we have the semi-dreaded Ghostbusters <laughs> review. But as again I told you, I'm I'm actually excited to yeah, get the review. Now I'm just part. fucking intrigued yeah. after seeing the positive reviews. That's I'm... where I'm at with it. So uh, I'm curious to know what's going to go st- down. I still don't. I haven't turned me, but I'm curious. I am. I know. I'm more curious than I have ever been. Uh, I might as well say now is a good time as any to say the wheels are in motion for our next uh, the next live cast will be a, a slightly different than normal one because it's going to be on a Monday and we still don't know what special presentation. Like. But yeah, that is a special presentation. Our next big blockbuster uh, live cast is going to be uh, for Suicide Squad. Uh, again, I've made my 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 points uh, made on that but we'll talk about that uh, as the movie gets closer because uh, i've seen some new stuff that's made me excited to see it and also stuff that's made me not excited so i'm i'm in that i'm in a very similar position with suicide squad as i am with ghostbusters yeah so uh i have a feeling there's going to be a lot more of that before this reboot phase is over i do too and i'm going to go ahead and go on record i think suicide squad will be better than ghostbusters really yeah okay i think i mean that's just me yeah but uh, I hope I'm wrong, uh, and I'll find out if I'm wrong here in two days, which I look forward well, to. Well, you won't find out if you're wrong because you've well, seen both wrong. of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out if I'm wrong on Ghostbusters here soon, mm. and I really hope that they that they prove me wrong, which I've said uh, multiple times, as has J-Rod. We do not want to hate this franchise. Please do I not make us. I don't want to hate anything. 
Yeah, I, especially this franchise, though. This is very close to me. I don't want to be upset at it. I don't want to feel like it's been treated Here's badly. Here's where I think it's going to fall short. I think it's probably going to end up being an okay movie. The pro- the thing of it is you're going up against your franchise is built on two movies that stand the fucking test of time. Forever. 1984, 1989. You, I like the second one more, but that's just because that's what I grew up with. Yeah, I, I actually saw the first one. In the theaters, mm-hmm. uh, the original Ghostbusters, uh, the Marshmallow Man, but all of it. But they're so good. Yeah. They're, there's no, there's no way you can't pale in comparison. So. I agree. You're not going to be able to outshine the fucking how bright that first and second star shone yeah. uh, because they're just and they're classics. You can't just go in and create a new classic by throwing everything in there. You got to let it. I don't know. You yeah. just can't. It's magic that can't easily be recreated, and, and I don't it, think it and will. From be. the look of the trailer it seems like they went the silly route as opposed to the the way i the intent of the originals were which were just quirky guys in an action movie about ghosts i think i'll be pleased enough just as long as they don't use it for a gimmick mm-hmm. that's all i want out of it give me a real comedy and don't just say we did this because we can and it's 2016 and we want to make a statement because uh, I don't want to see a movie to make a statement. Yeah, it, I want to see a movie to laugh. You know, Chuck Jones, uh, the famous uh, Looney Tunes writer, artist, all kinds legend. of stuff. Yeah, c- c- uh, cartoon legend uh, Chuck Jones uh, put it really, really great. There's only two ways to make a comedy: ordinary people in extraordinary situations, and extraordinary people in an or- in ordinary situations. And I feel like Ghostbusters trying to put extraordinary people in extraordinary situations and ordinary people in ordinary situations and i think it's just not gonna not gonna come out in the wash but again next week yeah well i'm excited to see and uh on that note as any it's a good note to end the show ghostbusters we got a live cast coming up on the 25th with out there at the carmike grand prairie 18 the killing joke's gonna be out there we are gonna be That's out the there 24th right 25th Fifth. The 4th the is a Sunday. Yeah. yeah, the 24th Sunday. We're going to be out there Monday the 25th, and then we're going to be back out there on August 4th for the Suicide Squad. So uh, come check us out. And more importantly, come check out The Killing Joke uh, only at Carmike here in town. Uh, so yeah. if you're local. One night only, only right? Yeah, if you're local, maybe there might be more nights. Maybe it's on that Tuesday. I don't know, but I think it's only one night only. But if you're local, the only spot you could see it is at the Carmike. So make sure you come out there and uh, check it out. I think it's going to be wonderful. I think it's going to be great. And uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to uh, to hopefully seeing some good folks out there and knowing that the killing joke is going to be badass. Yeah. So uh, rest easy on that. Uh, next time we talk, I'll have seen the Ghostbusters, and I'll have more to say on that. And until then, in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
Me amo, 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 me amo